my prediction is that there'll be a scene where Ray t- gets the actual gold dice out of the Millennium Falcon and uh-huh. hands them to Leia, and she'll throw them. She just <laughs> like, <laughs> man. Okay, if, if we're gonna get, are we getting started already? <laughs> You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show, a place for all things geeky. Epically Geeky Show, The Last Jedi Discussion. It is a time of turmoil for the fandom. The previous two movies, released by Disney after acquiring the license, have further split the fans. There are more than just two factions now, the prequel haters and the apologists. The newest entry in the Star Wars saga is possibly the last time our princess, Carrie Fisher, might be seen on screen. Leading up to the release, critics have heralded the heralded it as the best episode since the original sequel, but countless tweets, Facebook posts, and YouTube reviews say otherwise. In a far corner of the galaxy, a small group of podcasters gather to discuss their thoughts on the film. Led by their host, Eugene Stevens, they have come together in an attempt to foster goodwill and help heal some of the pain of the fandom. Yes, small group! Thank you, Eugene. First of all, I would like to say that my opinions are much larger than what you have proclaimed. <laughs> Welcome out to the Epically Geeky Show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, as you probably guessed, this is our now yearly special episode where we talk about uh, the uh, probably the biggest movie of almost every year going forward, and that would be the newest uh, Star Wars movie. Um we don't have an opening question like normal. We're going to skip that and go right on into the main thing. But uh, before we do that, let me make sure I introduce uh, my co-host for the evening. Um, from across the Canadian border, we have the smuggler, Ray Andrew. Uh, we have the re- leader of the resistance, General Jennifer Hetzel. And uh, we have yes. Commander Cyrus Martin, or is it Captain now? I'm not Darth, sure. Darth Martin. <laughs> Darth. How is everyone? Excellent. Right. Me. All right. Me. So, um, that's the shortest answer you've ever given, man. I know, right? (laughs) Before the show, I, uh, I, I went ahead and told everyone, I said, look, um, I went and saw the movie, uh, We'll talk about that here in a second for the second time this morning. And um, there were lots of things I was trying to keep straight in my head, including the order in which all of the events of the movie happen. And there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. So I'm going to go ahead and apologize right now. If I switch up some orders, please either just go with it or let me know either way. Also, um, you should also apologize for the audio and video delay issues, which continue to persist as you're being told in the chat room. Even now. Yeah, I just messaged them. So, so what do I need to change? You, you, you need to not doing this right now. You need to not use a Mac. That's what the problem is, and you know it, <laughs> girlfriend. We will. Uh, we'll have to do some more tests. I will not go to the dark side. All right. So, <laughs> I have to deal with that shit at work. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for your help. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. 
again, Eugene, you could probably jump in any time you want to thank him for telling us about the problem. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> with every bullet. Oh. <laughs> So, okay, well, I guess we'll start off with this. Um, when did you see uh, The Last Jedi, and how many times have you seen it up to this point? Uh, Cyrus. I saw it at 6 p.m. Thursday. Uh, I've only seen it once. Okay. Uh, Ray? So, <clears throat> we were delayed in our showing because uh, just we had so many other things going on at that time of year. So we just saw it Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Uh, Jennifer? I saw it Thursday at 7 and Saturday at 11.30. Show off. Yeah. Uh, I saw it at the same time, actually the same showing as Jennifer, 7 o'clock on opening night, Thursday night. And then I went and saw it this morning. I was almost halfway expecting Jennifer to go. I saw it Thursday night and I saw it yesterday at 1 o'clock. <laughs> Saying she had seen it a third time, but I wasn't quite sure. So. Oh, just twice. Yeah. Just twice. Just I, twice. So I do have plans uh, on seeing it at least one more time, and and there's probably going to be a third in there somewhere too. And there's at least going to be a third in my near future. Um, my mom wants to go see it, and uh, Lainey wants to go see it. She uh, was going to go with me today, but got busy and never got back to me. And so when I woke up this morning, I pulled up the app on my phone. And I was like, let's see how the – okay, let's see. There's a seat that's okay on the 945. Let's see, 11? Nope. Three? Nope. 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 They're all sold out. Nope. I'm not doing this. So I basically just kind of packed up when I went to the movie theater. So – but, uh, yeah, so I'm probably going to go see it with her maybe in the next couple of days or and, and I'll, you know, may, may go with my mom or something. So we shall see. So um, – with that said, um, I'm like giddy. I, I'm I'm very interested to see what everyone's thoughts and opinions are on this. So, um, I guess let's just go ahead and start by were you knowing the stuff that you knew when going into the th- going into the movie? Were you um, excited? Did you have high hopes for the movie? Were you trying to limit your expectations? And that, with that, were they met or exceeded? Cyrus? Well, I, I tend to... Uh, okay, last year we had one of the worst Star Wars movies ever made. Probably the worst. An abomination that almost ruined Star Wars for me. Like, actually so bad that I actually wasn't as excited about star Wars as I usually am. In fact, I actually gotten to a point where I almost didn't care that much until I saw the trailer for this movie. And I started to get excited again. Um, so my expectations were very tempered. I was actually going into this movie going, you know what? I think it's going to be good. I've, I've heard reviews and I've seen some things and I've gotten, good information from sources that I think are probably credible that this movie's probably pretty good, but I heard some shit like that when I went and saw rogue one, which turned out to be a dumpster fire, the likes of which mankind has never experienced before on earth. Um, so I was like a little bit, uh, on the fence. 
So, um, what, what else were you asking me besides like what my expectations? Did it, did it meet or exceed your expectations? Mm. That's a complicated question. Oh, okay. Y- you can leave it at that. And I will. All right. Uh, Ray. So, <clears throat> going into that, um, I really tried to stay away from the theories. I really tried to stay away from all the trailers. I really tried to stay away from a lot of that stuff. Um, so walking in, uh, I tried to limit my expectations. However, I think they were high. Uh-huh. And uh, and then, yeah, it's a complicated uh, answer of whether they met that expectation or not. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure that they met my full expectations. Okay. So, Jennifer, um, kind of the same as Ray. I I tended to avoid the rumors and uh, all the internet, you know, articles and theories because I I just get down those rabbit holes and then it drives me nuts. So mm-hmm. I did watch the trailer. Um, I did get excited from the trailer, and you know, I was I was a little skeptical because episode seven was. Not exactly what I had hoped for, but it was still pretty good. And and then, you know, coming into this movie, I feel like was a lot better. Um, I liked where the story went and and actually exceeded what I I expected. So I would say yes. I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, I, too, like, after the last, I guess, the big trailer that came out, I saw it and I was just like, um, I'm done. I don't need to see any more. I'm sold. I was trying to stay away from like the television. Um, yeah, we'll get to that side. Uh, I was trying to stay away from like the television ads and stuff like that uh, because I didn't need to see anything else. I, you know, I, I saw what I wanted to see, and I didn't want a bunch of other stuff to possibly, you know, get ruined or anything like that. So, um, so I was trying to avoid that. I always try to avoid uh, the fan theories and stuff like that. Um, there was a shirt that has been around for a while, and I've. Man, I've hovered over the buy button. I don't know how many times. The one that says your Snoke theory sucks, um, yeah. and I thought, well, I probably could wear it until you know, like until this movie came out. And uh, I'm kind of changed my opinion on that. I'm I'm, I'm really kind of thinking about seeing if I can find it cheap and buying it anyway. And I'll, I'll get to that in in a bit. Um, as for my expectations, I've been so busy at work. It has re- it really had not hit me until Thursday, and then Thursday, I tried to stay pretty even keel, but it was it was hard not to go. All right, today's it. Like I get to go see a new Star Wars today, and good, bad, or indifferent. It's Star Wars Day, and it's awesome. So, um, needless to say, when I walked out of the theater, I was um, extremely pleased. Um, there's a lot, like I said before, there's a lot going on in this movie, and uh, it definitely took a lot of thinking uh, to kind of sort out some of those thoughts, and going to see the movie again today uh, definitely helped uh, clarify some of my thoughts and feelings on it. So, um, Really? Anyway. <laughs> I don't know why it's dropping. You know why? It's probably because there's someone streaming stuff here in the other room, but anyway, I'll, I won't go with that. Um... So, let's go ahead and get started. Um, I'm just, like I said, I apologize ahead of time if um, 
if we, uh, um, um, you know, if I mix something around or, uh, you know, get some, some of the order incorrect or whatever. So, uh, but let's just hang get started. So, um, uh, Kylo Ren says your parent, no, I'm sorry. I kind of skipped ahead. My bad. Um, that was a joke. All right. So we start off the movie traditional scroll and, uh, we have, you know, opening in space and it, it pans down to, uh, oh. the rebels. By I'm the sorry, way, should, resistance. My my apologies. What? You should say spoiler alert. By the way, just oh me. yes, I guess I didn't technically say that. Um, if you have not seen uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi yet, get uh, yeah. Get, yeah, get the hell out of here. Like you, you're <laughs> way too far in. Um. So anyway, so movie opens up and we're seeing uh the resistance, um trying to get off of their base that they were, you know, in or at, you know, in the, in the previous movie. Um, then, uh, the, uh, first order shows up, uh, general Hux is in command and tells them to, um, um, uh, he calls in the dreadnought, which is a new ship that we have not seen yet. Basically their, um, their, uh, battle fortified, um, uh, star destroyer and tells them to go and start charging up to start firing on the base. It's at this point uh, we see a single lone X-wing show up in front of the dreadnought, and uh, it's our it's our it's our boy Poe. Um, and at this point, we get something that is definitely a tone for the rest of the movie, in that we get a, in my opinion, really fucking funny scene. Um, I think thoughts- it's a little. I think it's a little too much. I think that really? opening I think the opening comedy there was a little too much. I understand why they did it because if you're going to do it do it right now and then the rest of the movie the the humor will be less uh uh it'll be easier for people to to digest. Mm-hmm. But I think it was a little bit too much. It was a little space balls. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know what you're talking about, Cy. Si. I see. I I said it, I, I thought it set a really good tone for the rest well, of the movie because I'm like, okay, so we've got we're definitely going to have some a little more want, over the top. What I want to say is, what I want to say is, my reaction watching the movie to that moment mm-hmm. is different than my thinking about it after seeing the movie. Okay, like there's so much to say here if uh, because. If you go through the movie and react to each individual thing that happens, uh, I mean, the, this movie was designed to to subvert all of that. It was designed for you to be. This was this was Pulp Fiction. This was a movie that makes you uncomfortable, that challenges you to see movie at least this type of movie in a different way and in the end like first time i saw pulp fiction i hated it i despised pulp fiction i've told you this before me too and i still do but anyway go on you still really okay well anyway maybe you know maybe it's a bad analogy for you but he hates tarantino (laughs) (laughs) it challenged your perspective on what a movie was supposed to be on how a movie could be made on what the structure of a movie could be, on what the pacing of a movie could be, actually. And in the end, you start to ask yourself, wow, can something be different 
and be good? Can it not be what I was expecting? And is that better? Is it mm-hmm. better? Which I think is the whole point of the movie. In fact, I think the trailer was was a tutorial on how to watch this movie, which is basically like throw throw away everything that you think, start fresh, and yep. let yourself experience magic again. So that's my point. Is my reaction to each individual moment watching the movie is different than thinking about it after having seen the movie. Is all I'm trying to say. Okay, I got you. Okay, fair enough. Um, so will, it's, it's it. I'm I will say that uh, I will say that the thing that I liked about that opening as well was you could see how Poe was getting really cocky as well, and uh, and he he. No matter what cost, he was fighting, and and I liked uh, I liked how he he had to actually see what he cost them, right? Like it was because they, you know, they lost the entire bomber fleet and all that shit, and for what? Okay, they destroyed one ship, so what? That's one ship. So it was it was good to see that uh, you know Leia called him out on that and and being like, hey, you know. Yeah, you might be the greatest fighter that we've got, but damn it, you you really fucked up right now. So, well, he had to learn a lot throughout the whole movie, and I think it was good that he wasn't just yeah. glorified the whole time. It was like he, you know, he was a really cool character in the last movie. He did great things, but he's not perfect. Oh yeah, and we have. Are you drinking? To- are you drinking vodka out of that bottle? Is that what that is? <laughs> I was like, damn, right? Just like. <laughs> So I was like, "Hold on, let me go get the uh, Ben Largie." Scotland, Scotland. <laughs> God no. Um. Okay, yeah. So okay, so I guess okay. So let me back up here. I was going to kind of take this kind of scene by scene because I think it, it's important to the way the movie plays. Um, but it sounds like y'all kind of want to talk about some of the overarching themes as we hit it. We can do that. That's fine. Um. And so I'm not trying to, and I, I just want to realize I'm not trying to downplay that, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I want to kind of back up and kind of keep going through it. So um, I you know, fear that if we go scene by scene, that, that this is going to be as long as the movie or longer. So yeah, <laughs> well, it could hours. be, but yeah. Um, so we have the funny, <laughs> we have five. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have the scene with, with Poe and Hux. I, I thought it, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, we we see him charging up, and then he basically goes in and um and you know knocks out the defenses for the dreadnought, and then we get the the bombers come in. Um, we get the whole scene with, uh, and of course that's at the point where Leia tells him, and like y'all have mentioned, this is the first point where Leia's like, "Okay, you got the job done. Let's get out of here." And he's like, "No, we need to push. You know, this is our chance to get a dreadnought." And I stress that a dreadnought. Yep. Um because I think that's important for later on in the movie. Um, and so they go in it, you know, there's a, there, there's a scene where, you know, it's like almost they, you know, are they gonna make it? Are they going to not? And they taking the thing out. Uh, resistance ends up, um, you know, uh, hitting um, light speed, well, not light speed, but hyperspeed and, and, and gets away. And as soon as they come out, that's when Leia, like, you know, lays the smack down. And like y'all said, she specifically tells Poe, you know, um, you are a just very imagine, good. I just imagine Carrie Fisher doing a wrestling move on somebody. He's a lazy <laughs> man. 
<laughs> just walks out like backhands. I mean, she did smack him, but she didn't quite like just backhand the shit out of him. Right just now. diving off the top rope. Drops know. the people's elbow on him. <laughs> um, but so she uh, she basically tells him, you know, look, you're you're a good pilot. You're a great warrior, but you suck as a leader. And you've got to learn, you know, to get to that next level, you've got to learn to become a leader. Um, and we, we need get, the leader for the future movies because they're all right. fucking dying. <laughs> yes. Um, and and we already start to get that idea that, you know, this is this is it for the resistance. Like this is whatever we get off the planet, that's it. So, you know, we gotta be we gotta be careful. Um at this point, uh um, you know, once they get once they once they jump, uh it cuts back to uh the main ship and uh they're like, um, Commander Hux, uh Snoke is on the line, he wants to talk to you, and he's like, Oh, okay, I'll take it in my quarters. And Snoke basically bloodies his nose. I and love is that like scene. and is, you know, he basically tells him, why did you fail me? And, and it's very original trilogy. It's very, you know, you fucked up. You're about to. And the only reason he's able to save himself is he makes that comment. We have them on a string. And it's like, OK, what's going on there? So but that being said, when that scene happened, it, yes, it was the old school version, right? Like it was definitely the original series uh, feel. But it was amped up because he is doing the the force, you know, he's using the force from that distance to push him down onto the floor, drag him across and use him as a rag doll. So that was awesome to see how far of a distance he was. And and like, he's not even there, right? Like, it's, I just like that. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's, knocked down a lot, that movie. (laughs) It's interesting how these, these new movies are trying to change what we think we know about the force, you know, like w- what we think the force is and how it works, you know, yeah. it's interesting. They got away is. from mitochlorians. <laughs> well, yeah. No, no one ever, there was one person on the planet thought that everyone else has n- no. Um, <laughs> but remember Vader choked, Vader choked out commanders from, you know, that's true. Great distances that's- as well. And the second one, remember he just straight chokes out the guy, you know, from the other ship. Um, yeah. But you're right, Cy. That is something that I've read about, and and one of the best things I read about it was, you know, there are a lot of people that are like, well, that's the first time we've ever seen that, and he's like, I don't want to live in the universe where we know all of the everything that the Force can do. Like, we saw different combinations, and it was taken to the extreme in the prequels because it's like, oh, hey, he's got a lightsaber and he can push and pull things, and they combine those abilities and we got some really cool fight scenes and stuff out of it and now we're getting oh hey guess what you can also do these things as well um well i know it's they're not canon but the books went into that a lot more too exactly yeah like, and, and what, like, they, they could even talk about how they could heal and you know just crazy things really yeah. semi-scientific if you really and I, I like that they're they're borrowing some of the ideas of of those but not using absolutely them. So, which is good. Um, we then get the scene where um, Snoke is, um, he's talking to Hux, and basically Hux has uh, um, um, saved his life. He's like, you know, listen, this we're we're able to track them through through hyperspace. We can track them; they're not getting away. And ends up walking out with that shit eating grin that he always has when he encounters Kylo Ren. And I thought that was an interesting scene the first time. The first time I saw it, it didn't really hit me very well. And the second time I watched it this morning, it definitely sank in better. When Kyle Ren walks in, Snow goes on this this long, 
like exposition about when I found you, you were this and you were raw power and I have molded you into, you know, this. And I thought, is this is this in here for someone who hasn't seen the previous movie? Like, is this their way to kind of introduce him again? And then it hits to me because the very next line he says is, and you have failed miserably. You have not lived up to anything that I thought you were going to be. And when he like pisses him off and he actually does raise up, that's when he like, uh, you know, well, first off he hits him with the force lightning, knocks him back. And when he does act like he's going to rise up, that's when, uh, Snoke's guards like come to high form and he, he tells him you are a child with a mask and basically just belittles the shit. I love Uh, that. He tells him to take that mask off too. Yes. Take that ridiculous thing off. Um, cause then we get that scene of him in the, uh, elevator where he destroys the mask and I don't know. 50 50, I'm guessing we don't see the mask anymore. Like, I think oh, from no, here on out, done. Kylo Ren does not have the mask. No, so. it's, it's gone. It was a very pivotal moment. Like, it's hard for me to talk about this movie as it happens when I want to talk about, like, you know. The over, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, but like, all I'm saying, okay, so no, you won't see the mask anymore. This was his watershed moment. This was his moment where he realized once and for all that Snoke was going to kill him, that he was being used. I mean, he knew it, but now he realized the timeline was much (laughs) shorter than he had, he had, he had figured. So he, uh, what's interesting. Okay. So what's interesting about Snoke is, as powerful as Snoke is, as awesome with his force abilities as Snoke is, he's blind by his own arrogance. You know, he's he's fixated in such a way where he's not paying attention to what's really going on in Kylo's mind. Kylo is obviously uh, tricking him into thinking every that he's just a lackey that everything's cool when Kylo behind the scenes, every chance he gets, he's talking to Ray about, you know, we, you know, what, what does he say in the, in the end of the first movie? You need someone to train you, you know, you need, yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff. He's talking about killing Snoke. And when, uh, when Han tells him that, you know, Snoke's gonna, you know, use you up and discard you or whatever. He's not surprised by this. This was, this was this was Kylo throwing away this. He's like, you know what? Time to fucking get shit done. Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna be Darth Vader. I'm gonna be something else, and that's what this was. Time to be exactly time to be something else. Yeah. Um. So at this point. Uh, the uh, resist. I'm sorry. The uh, first order shows up. They begin attacking the resistance, and um, they start taking out their ships. Kylo Ren jumps in his ship, starts tearing shit up. Shows you know shows off that he's a badass pilot. You know from his bloodline, he should be. I mean, he's not only a fucking Skywalker, he's also a Solo, so he should be able to pilot a ship like no one. You know, a ship like no one's business, and he does. Um, but he hesitates. Um, oh, he does. He blows up the hangar bay so that Poe and a lot of the other um, uh, fighters can't even get out into the battle. 
Um, and he, um, he, he, uh, he, he hesitates from killing Leia. He can sense it. There's a moment where they're obviously are sensing one another and he hesitates. He does not, you know, pull the trigger literally. Uh, but the two tie fighters next to him do, um, right before that, that's not right before that, uh, they come up with a plan that they fit. Well, they figure out that they've been tracked through hyperspace. They cannot escape through hyperspace. All they can do is they can get, they can try to stay just far enough out of, um, the first order's reach. Um, that their main and, weapons don't affect them. So that their main weapons exactly don't have that much of a, a, a thing until they, you know, hopefully Shields figure out something else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's at this point that uh, the blast hits the bridge, and we see Carrie Fisher take a deep breath, and she is sucked out into space. And I'm just like, damn. Okay, so this I is it. This is gone. this is how our princess is gone. I knew this yes. was going to happen. I'm okay with it. It's, Logan was. My daughter is crying at this point. Like she's yes, and I understand why. I know Lainey's going to be, even though I I went ahead and I told her she's like, "Am I going to be able to watch this movie?" I'm like, "I'm gonna." Do you want me to spoil something for you? She goes, "Yes." I, you know, I don't care about spoilers. I said, "Okay." Princess Leia lives, and she's like, "Okay, I can go watch this movie now." <laughs> um, but yeah, so we we get that scene, and I'm just like, "Okay, well, this is this is how it ends." She she went out as you know. As a general, she was commanding and trying to save, you know, her group or whatever. And then once again, we get something that I read a lot of people apparently have not liked online where she is able to use the force and pull herself back into the ship. She's not finally. in good condition, but she's able to do so. She finally uses the force. She exactly. See it anyways. Because yeah, up n- to this point, we all we know is she's force sensitive. And yeah. it's like... Yep. It's, she's more than just force sensitive. She has to be. Yeah, Nick. Nick is commenting on this. He says, "Yeah, they don't have a, a tractor beam. You know, like it's a force tractor beam or something." <laughs> well, I mean, basically, she's in zero gravity, and she mm-hmm. used the force like you would you would lift yes. a rock, but instead of lifting a rock, you were just moving. Exactly, she pulls herself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, just to to go back to this this chase scene, I don't know if everybody else saw the meme, but uh, the chase scene uh, they they say this this new Star Wars chase scene is like this scene, and it was uh, a picture of uh, a white Ford being chased by a bunch of police. <laughs> oh, <they're right>. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> oh, okay. He's talking about. You remember he's talking about tractor beam like you remember in the New Hope when they locked onto the ship with a tractor beam and yeah. pulled it inside. Like right. why didn't they do that with this other with the these other ships? But these are huge tech ships. Yeah. With big engines. Old tech. Engine. Engine. <laughs> 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 well tractor beams are obsolete, you know. Uh, they don't make them anymore, you know. <laughs> they didn't work anyway. <laughs> um it's at this point we um uh we were introduced to a new character and it's um, uh, Commander Holdo, and um, she's put in charge of the, what's you know what's left of uh, the resistance, and she's basically like, we can't escape, we can't you know we can't jump to hyperspace, we can't basically all we can do is just keep going, and you know Poe comes up and says, hey you know I'm I'm Poe Dameron you know you know kind of a hero, uh, uh, what's the plan? And she basically just shuts him down, puts him in his place, and just like you know just. Just do what I tell you, and things will be fine. And that doesn't sit well with Poe. Um, some of the did criticisms. Anybody else, did anybody else just wait for her to 
scream Alan and run from raptors? No. <laughs> Sorry, she seeing her in the movie just threw me off because I'm like, that's Jurassic Park. But anyway. Um that's hilarious actually. Um <laughs> Okay, so this is some of the criticism. This is one of the biggest criticisms, and you kind of brought this up. I was specifically listening for this part in the movie. They specifically said, "Why can you know?" Because the, the the they're like, "Why can we not get close?" And they said, "Sir, those ships are smaller and faster than our ships. We cannot outrun them." To which, of course, the internet in their infinite wisdom was like, "Well, why didn't they just jump to light speed in front of them?" And my thought is, okay, you can track another ship through light speed, uh, light space. Apparently, apparently, you can track it through hyperspace. Do you gamble jumping into hyperspace to get in front of the enemy and have them jump into hyperspace at the same time you do, and then lose them? They they were only talking about using one or two ships and sending them ahead, and then. I think but, that uh, I think this is a good example of the reason that we have such. Polarized opinions about this movie. Yeah, right. This is, this is, this is a microcosm of the bigger problem. Uh, right, and <laughs> and the, that is not even the an, the true answer for me. Okay, the true answer is is this is Star Wars, and Snoke is the one in charge of how all this is going down, and just like with all of the other bad guys in Star Wars. It's not enough to simply defeat your enemies. You must crush them, not only them physically, but their spirit. <laughs> so, yeah, sure, I guess they could have you know, jumped a couple of ships in front of them and, and cut them off at the pass. But what is better than to just slowly let them bleed themselves dry? Can I just say something real quick? Go on. Okay, so one of the criticisms that's being discussed in the chat room, it's something that you that we're, we're talking about now is how there's all these convenient plot devices. There's like these, Oh, well all this, you know, this explains that and this gets them out of that. And da, 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 da. Okay. Go back to the original star Wars. You want to talk about convenient. Uh, the droids happen to land. They, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, in a walkable distance, from a, a place where uh, they'll happen to get picked up by the, uh, what are they called? The Jawas, right? Mm -hmm. And then happen to get bought by the next, uh, owner, the next buyer, which happened right. to be Ben. Right. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Everything in Star Wars is based off of stupid coincidences. That's just That's thing. So, all anything ever is. So it's, can we just say that the coincidences are the force in 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 Oh no, you that did. Way. No. Yes he did and and cuz I mean I've seen that argument too. What had happened if that other droid did not have a bad motivator? The whole thing would have just gone to shit, right? <laughs> yeah, that what if what would what would have happened if when the when when R two and C three PO ejected, and the gun turns towards it, the guy exactly like, he doesn't say hold your fire. There's no life forms aboard. They just shot it. Exactly. Movie's over. Movie's Too over. many chances for Seth, and Seth Mc, uh, Seth MacFarlane even pointed that out in the the Family Guy versions. They're like, what? Are, is there a premium on laser blast? What? Why? <laughs> why are we saving a shot? Just blow the thing up. I mean, I understand that it's annoying to people because. They see a situation where they go, well, that's awfully convenient. 
because people have expectations. They're like, well, why is that happening? I don't understand why that's when I think it makes more sense if da 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 right? There's go on, yeah, go on. So that's that's the whole problem. That's the whole thing Ryan Johnson's trying to do here is yeah. to stop you from thinking that that's what Star Wars has to be. It doesn't have to be, oh, I know all the lore, and I've studied this and this and this, and I've seen what happens here and here and here. And, you know, can't you let the movie happen? Can't you just see, with child's eyes, a movie about magic shit? Because nope, it, apparently it's, not. It's, it's Star Wars. It's magic shit in space. See, and that's the, so since we're on the topic anyway, and that's that's something that I was trying to prevent myself from from doing as well as, uh, you know, just Chris is great at just watching a movie and getting sucked in. And I'm always like, OK, where's this going? Where's this leading? And I'm always looking for for other things. And I'll explain that later on in, in one of the final fights. Um, but so what I think has happened is, is with, with the length of time that we've had for these movies to come out as well as for, uh, you know, in between each episode right now, like now we're going to be all these ideas of what's going to happen in episode nine. Uh, you're going to have a bunch of people that are buying into ideas that they really like, and they come up with these stories. It's like fan fiction. They've got these stories that they really love and they, it's their own creation and this is how they want it to go and this is how they think that it should go and when they see somebody else's version of it they're like what the fuck are you doing you've ruined it and they haven't they've just told their version of it and and so if you really don't like the movie go write some fan fiction and enjoy it that way let me say another thing luke is a good example of how people have they think like they know luke right they they think they in their mind They've imagined for their whole life who Luke should be and how Luke should react to situations and what Luke is all about and blah, 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 blah. And you forget about who, what his character really was like, right? Because you imagine what he, what he went on. Oh, well, he must have been this great Jedi master who was what he's going to be way more powerful than any Jedi that's ever come before. And he's going to be the most badass and blah, 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 blah. Well, maybe, but. Luke made a lot of mistakes and Yoda tells Luke in empire strikes back when Luke says, I'm not afraid. He says, you will be, you should be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you will be. Yeah. Yoda's, uh, you know, in, in a lot of ways, seeing right through this veneer, yeah. Luke's just a, just a guy. He's a guy trying, he's a guy trying and he makes mistakes. And even Mark Hamill didn't hundred percent agree with, this take on Luke. I understand yep. that. But the point is heroes are not, uh, infallible. They're not these, uh, these like statues, you know, heroes are people. And Luke was a guy and yes, he was heroic and he did a lot of awesome stuff. And he had a, he tried to do the right thing, but he wasn't perfect. He made a lot of mistakes. And, uh, you know, apparently, obviously, caused things to kind of go wrong here. But a lot, a lot of people have reacted to to all of this as though this wasn't what I wanted, and so I hate it. You know, and I'm like, look, man, life is like that, and <laughs> movies are like that. Things are not, 
And another, okay, let me kind of get to what I'm really trying to say here. Like, the first Star Wars, the first Star Wars was it's what it was by itself. Okay, there was no imaginary uh, history that we had all decided upon with Star Wars. Right? Star Wars became more of that after Empire Strike after Empire Strikes Back. Like the first Star Wars, like Darth Vader was just this bad guy that, you know, he had this history, you know, we thought he killed Luke's dad and all this kind of stuff, but he was just a big bad guy. This complexity of all this stuff happened as we progressed into Star Wars and the lore and everything built and sort of went on to be what it was. But the first Star Wars was, uh, you know, Flash Gordon in space with magic. And I think that's what Ryan Johnson's trying to get us back to is to say, Hey, let's strip everything away and, and see what star Wars really is at its core. If yeah. it's not depending on all this, like, uh, this pile of collected stuff that everybody needs to know so they can feel like they're real star Wars fans. So that's what I've never liked about nerds. Okay. Like, I understand we all love Star Wars, or not everyone does, but a lot of people love Star Wars. But I don't like the the people who basically try to like uh, make Star Wars into this elite club of I know everything and you don't. And you know what I'm trying to say? Yep. And sometimes, and the people who've gotten the most pissed about this movie are the people who felt like they knew Star Wars the best are the people who felt like they had read all the stuff and they studied all the things and they had the book with the schematics on how to build a death star in their backyard. And, you know, they had done a full psychological breakdown of Luke Skywalker as their college thesis and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Those are the people who are most pissed because they felt like they knew more and they understood more. And when the rules are changed and we can see it for what it, was supposed to be in the beginning when we can see it for the core and not just this layer after layer after layer after layer of stuff that's been added. And a lot of it, I mean, come on, there's no sanctity here. George Lucas didn't even come up with most of the shit that star Wars became, you know, he was, they would bring out all these like posters and pallets and all kinds of shit and pile it up. And he would point at stuff and go, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. All shit made up by 1500 different people. He cobbled together star Wars based on watching old samurai movies and world war two movies and flash Gordon episodes. There's no sanctity here. This stuff is, it's just a movie. It's just entertainment. And I really like the idea of stepping in and saying, Hey, let go of all these like things that you think are like, well, I can't like the new star Wars because it's not exactly like I imagined. And I can't like the new star Wars because it it contradicts this one thing that I saw in this one uh, comic book that, and this cartoon that now is Canon. Now the cartoons are Canon and they're Canon. I can't stand that shit. Like, it's just entertainment and it's, it, it's a fairy tale. So, okay. So just 
to to go along with that though, and cell uh, cell processing brought it up, and I, and I agree with them. This is something that I did struggle with 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 the new movie. Um, the the chase scene was slow. It was slow as molasses. That, and I really disliked the part where like I I liked that Maz comes in and and we have the Maz Kanata. Like I I like that part because you so show that she's a badass, mm-hmm. but. Um, it, it felt strange for me to have, uh, you know, those. We have the chase scene going on, and then the, the uh, we have Finn and the other character, Rose. Rose. They jump to light speed to go off to another planet so that they can go do. Oh, some you stuff. don't even know her name. Jeez, why are you on the ship now playing Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> She's a new character. Fuck off. <laughs> So uh, you know you you have that happening and and yeah okay light speed's much faster I, I get it blah 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 but um, there's time dilation and there's other things that that occur and and so the the chase scene didn't work for me in that way because of of mm. it just it was slow as molasses for the for that part that being said I let it go and I and I enjoyed the movie for what it was. But that particular part for me was a hard pill to swallow just because of, okay, they're chasing and they're firing and they're chasing and they're firing. And I get it, but can we come up with something else for that part? But that's just, and again, I, I'm, I'm with Zell on that one, but that's about it. <laughs> like I said, I think the point of the chase was so that it was a... It 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 was to grind them into into salt, basically. It was like I said, it wasn't just enough to beat them. It was, and and you know, y'all are jumping ahead with ideas and stuff. So I'm just gonna throw this out there. Yeah, look sorry. at the scene whenever they capture. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. Like I said, it's it's fine to jump around. Um, look at the scene whenever they capture uh, uh Finn and Rose, and they're like, you know. A, a blaster death is not good enough for you. We're going to decapitate you. We're going to do it old school, and we're going to draw it out for a little bit longer. The well, that, Empire that w- always did that. The new, the the first order is going to do the same shit. It's their playbook. We're going to keep doing the same shit. Doesn't matter that we keep getting foiled like every fucking James Bond villain ever. <laughs> we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> I mean, that's they, what works. They did put her into a garbage chute, so I guess. <laughs> you know, that's that actually a very a good little. point. I would probably be a little <laughs> pissed about that as well. Good point. Um, the next scene, I think, like I said, you know, the it kind of got mixed around a little bit. Is literally y'all like y'all literally just jumped the gun by like one scene because the next scene, I, it, I believe, is when Ray hands Luke the lightsaber and he looks at it for a second <laughs> and then tosses it over his shoulder like eh. I love that part. <laughs> okay, now see that's the thing. Going back to what you and Sire are saying. That, to me, is the definitive scene in the movie, because that is the scene that says, like the article I sent to you, I, I, I don't care what you think about Star Wars. Right. This, is, this is what Star Wars is. I don't really care what you think about yeah, it. That, and that, that was the middle finger to the audience. I was so happy about that, because going back to that, your Snoke theory sucks things, I, I really kind of want that, that shirt now, because here's the thing. Inside, you, both you and Ray have said this. I think the biggest problem that a lot of people have with this movie is in the two years since um, um, The Force Awakens came out, their fan theory didn't come true. It was nowhere near it. And not only did the one aspect not come true, oh, well, Snoke is this, Snoke is, is, is whatever. Ray is obviously related to someone. This is because of this. Not only was it that, it was 
no, all the stuff that came before this is 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 whatever. We're this is the future. This is where we're going. The stuff that came before it is still kind of important, but meh. So that, like I said, to me, that was a that was a very pivotal part of the movie. Busted out laughing, and so did everyone else in the theater when it happened. But, um, but uh, so she follows him, finds the first Jedi temple. We have the whole scene with the books, you know, talking about the books. And he asks her, "Why did why why did you come?" And she's like, "Well, the first order sent me." He's like, "No, why did you come? Why did why did Ray from where are you from?" She goes, "I'm from nowhere. No one's from nowhere. I'm from Jakku. That's pretty much nowhere." By the way, another great hilarious scene. Uh, <laughs> um, and then you know he's like, you know, you came here for a reason. Um, uh, then we kind of cut back. We get to the part where Finn is trying to escape. He encounters Rose. We have the whole thing about her, her sister dying or whatever, and they come up with the idea for how they're going to get out of this situation. And it's by uh, turning off the tracker for just a few moments so that they can jump to light speed, get out of the way, and get out. But there's a problem. We've got to have a hacker. I'm sorry, a slicer. Specifically slicer. And the reason why I bring that up, and I'm sure Jennifer knows this, is, is hackers are not hackers in the Star Wars universe. In the books, they are slicers. That's how you get through codes, and that's how you get through stuff. So I was very happy that they used slicer, not hacker. Um, so they come up with the idea to contact uh, 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 Maz Kanata, which you brought up. Uh, um, that was I a like funny that scene. scene. Running, I, I know running, uh, other people had problems with it, but I, I like that scene because and somebody else, somebody else, somebody else threw it out there that she, she was just playing a video game and and just putting it on a show. Which uh, you know what, even if that's true, I don't care. That was awesome. Exactly. Even if she, even if she was literally just playing Call of Duty, but in the Star Wars universe, who the fuck cares, man? That was awesome. <laughs> what was, what what is the problem people have with that scene? What, what, what I don't understand. Just that how convenient was it to throw Maz like oh, Maz, Finn met Maz once. And and you know how how dare he try and connect with somebody like that? I think it's a great idea. Like I thought, the problem that people had with thousand years. <laughs> yeah, I thought the problem that people that I thought people had with it was oh well, she's this going back to Luke. She's she's this older wise person. She's not going to be running around fighting people. Really? Have you not watched Star Wars? Like, literally, the first Star Wars movie is about taking a really old guy who went out in the middle of the desert and telling him, "Hey, I need you to come back to war," and him going, "All right, let me let me grab this farm boy and let's go." <laughs> Fucking Star Wars, like, yeah. Anyway, um, so um, we I just cut back. Made her yeah, even more. Uh, I, I yeah, I thought so too. Um, well, she they, kept, who is she going on about uh, liking? Uh, <laughs> She liked somebody else in that one too. Oh, she oh, yeah. she was saying the slicer that they were supposed to go get. She was like, you know, oh. yeah, he can do anything, and they're like, that was creepy. That, that, that was yeah. that was creepy right there. Yeah, like, that was kind of funny. Um, I didn't that was, thought that the second time that literally anything, anything, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, and I didn't put this in my notes, but um, there was a lot more cursing in this movie than in the previous movies. Did anyone else pick up on it? No. Damn bastard. Um bastard I know was said at least once. Damn was said several times. Um I just it just kind of stuck out to me because I was like I was like, okay. So we're using this language now. Cool. Hang on, That's do you, fine. Are you are you wanting Captain America come up and say language? No, no. <laughs> I think I think the main thing the main reason why it hit me is because of the people I was sitting next to. <laughs> um 
<laughs> I mean, I don't care one way or the other, but anyway. Um, so we get to the next scene, and once again, we have another very humorous scene. Uh, apparently, Sai thought the first big one was a little much. What was your theory? What was your thought on uh, Chewie eating the porg or trying to eat the porg? <laughs> I fucking love that. Uh, the, I, it was a. It was the perfect way to make me not not hate the porgs. Like it was. It was. It was really good, and it made me like Chewie more too because oh, yeah. che- Chewie's just like fuck it. I'm eating these bastards, and he starts. <laughs> he starts to, and they're like, you know, whatever. And he's like, fuck, I want to eat, and then he's like, God. And I imagine, exactly. like, from, <laughs> I imagine Chewie from then on is just like a vegetarian or something, you know? <laughs> like, he's just like, because he's like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like changed Chewie forever. Like, he was scarred by this moment and realized. I like you in that I was, that was one of the things going into this movie I was a little um, leery about was. Okay, well, they've been advertising these cute little things called porgs, and everyone's going crazy for them. And is this going to be the thing that you're like, oh, great, here's the fucking porg? It, but they never, it never, they were literally like in the background. Every so often they'd show up, and usually it was for something kind of humorous, but it was never to me over the top. And like you, like you said, the fact that they were like, oh, no, what would you do with a porg? Well, I'd probably fucking roast the thing and eat it. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought he'd already he already roasted him. That was, was the funny but, thing, yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't touch on it uh, yet, but uh, they finally explained what the green milk was, and uh, and why you were okay to drink it. That's what Luke's been. Oh about. yeah, <laughs> that was so nasty. The, the way Luke was just like, <laughs> that Luke just, he just like gives her a quick wink. He's like, yep, yep. It was oh. great. That was I love Mark Hamill had so many Mark Hamill moments in this yes. movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, not Luke moments, like Mark Hamill moments, you know? Um, the um, It's also at this scene where Luke, you know, uh, goes uh, goes on the, uh, the the Falcon and is just kind of looking around, and he runs into R2. And this is his turning moment because, you know, he's like, I wish I could – I wish I could convince you, old friend, I am not coming back. Why would I come back? And then R2 played. <laughs> and I thought that was beautifully done that he played yeah. you know, the original video of Leia. And then, of course, I like how he looks at me. He goes, that was a low blow. Yep. <laughs> Cheap trick. That's <Yeah>. low. <laughs> but very well. Like, I was like, okay, that's perfect. Because that's exactly what I would do. I'd be like, well, you know, Princess is for help. It was and, perfect. It was perfect. Because... Yep. You didn't expect it, even though you probably should have, but we didn't. And yeah, it was, exactly. Yeah. It was great. Well, and and the other part was, you know, R two is a sassy little. <laughs> oh yeah, because he tells him watch the language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the uh, way, I saw Ryan Johnson had uh, been interviewed, and they asked him how come nobody in the movie says I have a bad feeling about this, but uh, apparently BB eight yeah. does say it. There's a scene in the oh, movie yeah. where. If you translate BB-8 stuff, they have a way to you can do that. Really? He's, he says it in the movie. Yeah. Oh, that's. I was gonna good. say, did that happen? Because I didn't pick up on it. But I was gonna say I didn't either. I was gonna say because yeah. Han wasn't in the movie. Then why would why would someone say it? But yeah, so. Well, they've said um, it in every Star Wars. Movie. I know they. It. I know they have. But I thought, well, now that Han's gone, maybe you know we're gonna retire that. But I, I kind of like that. That's actually kind of awesome. So. <laughs> um. You so, can never wipe R2's memory. It, it's part of him. Sorry, boy. Yeah, there's too much shit, yeah. 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 Um, 
so now we get a new thing where Ray and Kylo Ren are, are able to communicate with each other. They're not able to see their surroundings. They're able to just like see each other. And the scene played very well for me. I almost wonder if uh, some people were confused about it because we never we, – we get the um, – we get that they see each other basically across the way from each other and react to each other, but we never actually see that. I almost thought watching it the second time, I wonder if maybe they should have had a part where it's Kylo and we pan over and we see Ray sitting on the, the medical thing, you know, aside from him or where she's sitting there and pans across the, uh, you know, the hut she's in and see him sitting there. Um, I mean, it becomes very clear. There's another scene where we actually see that later on, but I almost wondered going back and watching it a second time. I wonder if, if maybe not the as intelligent people, you know, maybe didn't quite pick up on that. Um, oh, I, I, you thought, know, you I know, thought it was edited all right, though. I, I thought there was pretty I thought cool. the editing on that was fine, yes. You know what? I, I, I really liked that they did that the way they did because... I did, too, but... One of the things that I think is missing from some so much of movies and entertainment in general is we don't let people use their imagination anymore, you know? Like, we're we're scared to let people... We're, we're scared to... It, to trust that somebody has an imagination. You know, when we were kids, that was like, use your imagination all the time. Like the people expected you, Oh, you're going to play Atari. You better use your imagination. Otherwise it's just little blops. And then, you know, but like today it's like, we're scared to, Oh, we can't trust that they might be able to put two and two together here. Like, no, I think people can use their imagination a little bit. So I actually thought that was, uh, that was really I like the way they they did it because you're sitting there trying to like discern what they might be seeing or feeling or experiencing in the, in those moments where they're connected or whatever you know he, so, I mean he says I can see you I can't see yeah. where you're at though so it was to me that was very clear I'm like you Sly I'm glad they they did it the way they did it like I said yeah. I just in retrospect I wonder if some people didn't quite pick up on that so yeah. um so can just throwing it out there. Can we discuss a, a bit of that? or What do you mean? Because the only other people that they show being able to do that is Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm. Well, That's... Vader and Luke did that. Uh, when, yeah. And I'm trying to think. Was there any other situation? No. So what I mean by that is, is I know. So it just raises the question of whether Kylo is lying to Ray about her parentage or know it, but that's later on. So, <laughs> um, okay. So Luke decides he's going to teach her. In fact, that's what he's going. He he kind of like catches her in the middle of that and says, "I will teach you three lessons the next day." Real quick, cutting going back on something you were talking about, Ray. Um. I still think the way that the the uh, running down of the resistance by uh, the first uh, order, I think I, I like the way that was done. I I think it works. Whatever. But one of the things I noticed in the first first time watching it, and the second time, I I think I've kind of uh, resolved it a little bit for myself is um, the the time just seems kind of really compressed. Like we keep saying, like we're hurt. We're, we're told we have 18 hours left of a fuel. Um, I can see all the stuff that happens to, um, Rose and Finn happening in that time period, but all the stuff that happens between Luke and Ray 
had to have happened before this movie started. Some of it had to have happened before this movie started. Oh, yeah. And it just is getting caught up to that point. And to me, that was a little bit of a weird time dilation, if you know what I mean. It, not enough to like really throw me or anything. I just kind, it just kind of stuck out. And normally, shit like that doesn't stick out to me. But, um, but yeah, the first list. Oh, I'm sorry, go on. I was going to say, yeah, the the timelines obviously can't match up at all. Like it, when you're jumping from scene to scene, there's no way right. that some of the stuff that's happening with Luke and and Ray are happening at the same time as, even though it kind of shows that it is. Exactly. Yeah, it's just the way the movies ended together, and yeah. So, and um, then you can get into the whole time dilation where time is going faster for people that are driving that. Also, so exactly because then Han Solo is like ends up being the the oldest person in all of the movies if you actually go by you know light speed theory but anyway go on cyrus well i was gonna say as far as the time like we only have these many hours of fuel they they used they took a whole bunch of that fuel and they put it into those other crafts Mm -hmm. and when when they changed their plan and and then all those crafts took off and the other vehicle the other giant transport was still going to have to go for quite a ways to lead them off so uh, to me i just was like well scratch the whole like what you had assessed as far as how much time you would have is irrelevant at this point because you've changed the dynamic i mean true yeah born distracted acts uh brings up a good point too is where did uh, finn and rose get all the uh the fuel for their ship to go to light speed and back and because that obviously got right this is all going to factor like it it, the math is all irrelevant really because it's all what what is your We've got so much fuel for so many hours based on what? I mean, we don't know the... We don't, where's the spreadsheet, Eugene? We need a spreadsheet. <laughs> no, you're, you're saying this, and I'm actually thinking about this, and I'm thinking, who's the one that actually reported how much fuel and time they had left? If it was, if it was Holdo, she didn't tell him the initial plan anyway. She yeah. may have been you know, drastic, uh, drastically underestimating the amount of fuel they had left. Because this was her plan was, okay, well, I'm only going to say we've got this many hours and we've got, you know, that's factoring in getting all these other ships off. But anyway, that's, that's, yeah, inter- that's injection. Maybe, but you know. maybe this is another example of the kind of bullshit that really doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. And, and I completely agree with you on that. Um, so uh, Luke takes Ray for her first lesson. And the first lesson is the force does not belong to just the Jedi. Um, there's a really cool scene, once again, very humorous with the whole thing, when he tells her, close her eyes and reach out, she does, and he takes the thing, he tickles her, he tickles her fingers. I was busting a gut, that was hilarious. Oh, you're um, really strong with the fours. Oh, my. <laughs> I feel something. <laughs> Do you? That's great. And she looks, she goes, oh, for, reach out, like, and he's just like, you think? Um... <laughs> But, um, and then, yeah, there's the really cool scene where, you know, she starts explaining everything very Yoda-esque, um, and then is drawn to this dark place on the island, and that's when we get the lines that, you know, Luke's like, I have not felt, you know, some, you, you didn't even stop, like, the dark side called you, and you immediately went to it, you didn't even stop or blink or anything, and it scared the hell out of him, mm-hmm. uh, and he says that, you know, I, I, I've seen this once before, it didn't scare me enough the first time. Um, and so we kind of get that, 
going back to our trailers at the beginning, you know, our first trailers, we got the hints of that, and it's like, ooh, is Ray gonna turn? And everyone's theories start cranking, going on. Oh, Ray's actually gonna become the bad guy, and Kylo Ren's gonna turn, and that's gonna be the big twist. And I'm gonna base my entire life on, you know, rest of my life on this theory being the truth, and that's the end. Um, <laughs> that's what people that's do. Why I don't listen to any of the damn theories. Thank you. Um. I also want to make a companion uh, shirt that says um, something, you know, something along the lines that uh, your Ray's fan, uh, Ray's origin uh, theory sucks. So, um, so anyway, uh, we cut back to Finn and Rose and BB-8, and they go to a planet and it's a casino. They're looking for the slicer, and they're they're running around the casino or whatever. Um, and and this, uh, this scene brings up a lot of stuff that I actually liked about their their little side story. Okay, yes, and I wanted to turn this over because I wanted to know what were your thoughts on what were your thoughts on this? Because one of the major criticisms that I saw online was people were she you know they he's like, well have you ever been there? She's like, no, I've just read about it, but it's full of the worst people in the world. And the initial thing is the worst people in the world are rich people. And mm. it's like a lot of people online were immediately like, oh, Star Wars has got a political opinion, and they're going to shove it in our face, and, you know, being rich is bad, and this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, first off, have you seen Star Wars? Because the original trilogy was a thinly veiled attempt of George Lucas hating on the Vietnam War. The entire prequels was his thinly veiled hatred for the Bush administration. He's come out and blatantly said it. There's not a theory. That is yep. fact. Yep. George Lucas has said, I didn't like how this was going down, so I wrote a movie and I put political statement in it. Even if it was. Even if well, it was. Well, they said weapons make manufacturers. That was the thing. That yeah. was the thing that cleared it up, though. When it's like, well, how do you think they got all this money? Well, creating weapons and selling it to the First Order. Well, then that makes them bad guys. So it's not really a political statement so much as right. in they're just bad guys. And that's why I love when they when they get on the other ship and they say, "Oh, it's not just exactly, yeah, yeah." And it's not, and that would to me that's why it definitely killed it from being a um, from being a, a political statement because saying people who develop weapons are bad is yeah, that's kind of a political statement. Saying if you create weapons, that's a bad thing. But come on, anyone, I think pretty much everybody would agree, if you're fucking making weapons and selling it to both sides, you're you're garbage. You're dirty, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, um, but yes, I, I liked the scene uh, on the, you know, on the casino planet, um, because it's oh, out was, there. Yeah. There's all these alien, different aliens and different yep. cultures, and it was, it was, it was nice fun. To, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice... <laughs> It's kind of like the or it's the, like the bar scene that we normally get, where it's like all the rough guys and all, but it's like the casino, and I like that. It was it was a good trade off. Yes, instead of instead of the instead of the dark, you know, you know, seedy place like we've always gone to in the previous movies, let's flip it this time and make it you know a high high end classy, but still seedy. <laughs> it's still seedy. No, I initially thought that scene, that whole little side trip, was pointless. Mm-hmm. And like the first time I watched it, I was like, "Why did we, why did we waste why did they waste their time? This was we didn't need to see this." And then I afterwards realized, okay, we got um, a little bit about them, but also like we those kids, I think are gonna yeah, they're gonna Which, turn into something that comes in later too. 
Yes, it yeah. does. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that at the end. Please save any comments to that to the very end because that is yeah. actually very important. So, um, go on. And I was just going to say the the only reason why like the the reason why I like the casino part was because you you did get to see um, something that a lot of people have always complained about was where is all like where's uh, you know all these where's the money coming from where where's all these people getting the money for the death star and this that and the other and now we get an, our answer is these shitty people are building these weapons from for both sides just to keep the war so that they can keep making money and that's that's your root of evil essentially that was my reason why I liked it anyway Good thing that wouldn't happen in the real world Absolutely oh no not. ever <laughs> yeah no, it's, uh, it's totally unbelievable. I checked out at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So our okay. heroes get captured, except for BB-8. They just throw him out of the casino for whatever reason. Um, and they get stuck in uh, the jail cell. And that's where we meet. I don't think they actually ever said the guy's name. But uh, looking it up online, apparently the character's name is DJ. And yeah. he's played yeah. by um, uh, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Um, a very interesting character. Originally, when you first meet him and you see the way he acts and the way that he reacts and the way that he handles himself by breaking them out and telling them that he can get the job done, uh, it's very, oh, well, we here we have another smuggler, you know, another another you know I guy saw, that's got, saw, got a heart of gold. Saw Lando all over him. Exactly. It's he's a he's a he's that guy that you know you just you can't help but like and yeah he's probably gonna do some less than less than upper you know some underhanded stuff but in the end he's got a heart of gold. Um, that was an interesting scene with with uh, with BB-8 you know and and taking care of that and then we get the scene where they break out and they basically destroy the casino and you know the area around it you know with the the running animals. Um, which was pretty cool, and they get picked up by uh, DJ I, and and BB Eight. And can I can I say something real quick about that? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, my daughter really appreciated this this scene with the animals, the track, and everything because, uh, you know, it was it was a throwback to a lot of feelings about, um, like for one you get the racing thing and it kind of makes you think about episode one with the pod racing and stuff like that. Yes. Definitely and, calls back there. And then you have these giant, uh, animals and everything, which kind of makes you think about like the Tauntauns and stuff and empire strikes back and everything. And then the animals are the way they're portrayed, you know, that they're being abused basically. And that the poor people are being used also to, you know, to keep up with animals and everything you know she was like um she was like you know that you know you really don't see like we you hear about the slave stuff a couple of times in star wars and then the rest of the time everybody kind of forgets that like there's this whole aspect that there's slavery in star wars you know like you remember um anakin you know was a slave his mom was a slave you know and we don't really hear about it too much other than that. There's not like this like movement to free the slaves or nothing. <laughs> you know, that doesn't really happen in Star Wars. Um, so she's kind of hopeful that there'll be, you know, with especially the way the movie ends, that maybe um, that'll be sort of worked into the narrative, so to speak. And 
she really liked those giant animals. She's like, oh my god, I gotta go find one of these, you know? Uh, no, really I agree. Cool. I think <laughs> I'll go ahead. And, I'll just go ahead and throw this out there. Um, I've seen several people post things about like you know everyone on the internet's going crazy over porgs, but I want to know where I can a get one of those and b get a uh, a crystal fox. Oh yeah, it's crystal fox. I'll be, I'll be honest. Of the three, I have a crystal fox in a heartbeat. That thing was fucking awesome. That was a dope yeah. animal. <laughs> Um, pork, not so much. Don't really care. The big, the big animals seem cool, but no, Crystal Fox. I'm I'm on Team Crystal Fox. So, uh, <laughs> no, give me one of those big bastards. <laughs> the big bastards and ride to work. Yeah. Um, the fact, well, they could totally. climb. That was pretty cool. So, um, so the resist, resistance down two ships. Uh, plan learn, learns about the plan about uh, quiet, uh, quietly escaping from the shuttles. He tells Finn and Rose. Uh, at this point, Luke gives uh, the second lesson, and it's basically just him telling uh, Ray, um, you know, the Jedi have fucked up all their lives. Like the Jedi created the Jedi Council and thus created the, you know, uh, uh, the Empire was able to, you know, come in right under their noses and destroy them. A Jedi trained Darth Vader, and then of course he throws it back in his face, and the Jedi saved Darth Vader. Um. And well, um, it, was, it was interesting how he had he had said that uh, the Jedi had separated people from the Force. You know, they had made it into this like elite club. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was very and the Jedi be- and the and the and the Force belongs to everyone because he did specifically say that. Um, he, he, he was pissed that they and himself became arrogant. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Exactly. Sort of like um, how, sort of like how the super fans of Star Wars have. No, nah, never mind. No. <laughs> I'll leave that alone. <laughs> no, that's not no. I agree with that. That is very much true. Is the fact that people. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. Um. So anyway, and it's at this point she asked him, "Well, what what exactly happened?" And he says, "You know, I felt I felt an evil in 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 uh, Kylo Ren. Well, and sorry, in Ben, and you know." I thought maybe for half a second, I or no, that's what it was. He said, I felt an evil in, in Ben, and he attacked me. And whenever I wo- he thought I must have been dead. When I woke up, he had burned the temple down, killed most everyone, and then turned a, a few of my pupils. Um, uh, so at this point, Ray goes to the dark place. And this was another pivotal part of the movie. So she goes yeah. into the dark place, which, by the way, that was a very fucking cool scene. Yeah. Uh, I, like, I like how they did that. Um, I, I also like how she was kind of narrating it there uh, as exactly. well. So you, could, you could hear yeah. her thoughts. As it was she, very interesting. Yeah. yeah, it was very well. Yeah, it was very well done. It was, it was definitely definitely a callback to um, the the evil tree, you know, in in Empire. Um, but when she asked her question, you know, show me my parents, please, and we see the two figures coming forth. I don't know about y'all, but the whole time I just kept going. Please don't let it be Han and Leia. Please don't let it be Han and Leia. Please don't let it be Han and Leia. Because I'll be honest with you, I I really did not want this to be – I really did not want her to be Kylo Ren's sister. Um, And then when it starts to form into one, I thought, okay. And then when she wipes it away and it's just herself, I'm just like, okay. Haven't got this question answered yet, but – it's also it also answers the question, you know, and but it, she said, you know, like, like literally the next scene is her talking with Kylo Ren and she tells him, you know, I didn't I, I went there looking for answers and I didn't find any. 
you know, I went to the dark side, to this dark place, and I didn't find any answers. Um, so um, Luke opens up finally, uh, and, and that was the other thing. She 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 realizes that Luke has closed himself uh, to the Force, which explains why. And I didn't bring this up earlier. Whenever uh, they get there and first confront him, he has to ask Chewie what happened, and he asks what happened to Han. Well, we, I, I was like. I was like, obviously, he should have known when Han died. Yeah. But it explains why he didn't know Han died. He shut himself off. Um. So anyway, he opens himself back up to the Force or whatever. She's sitting there talking with Kylo Ren, and they have a moment of understanding where they actually kind of reach out and touch each other. And it's at that point she gets a glimpse of what she thinks his future is. He gets a glimpse of hers. Luke walks in, basically explodes the 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 hut telling him to stop and then she has a duel with Luke which was really cool and forces the truth out of him and he's like I had a moment where I was going you know for a half a second I thought about killing Ben to try to end this and I couldn't do it I I failed I brought I could not bring myself to do it and then he basically attacked me and destroyed everything and it's at that point we learn I mean we kind of already know that Luke is a broken man, but at this point, we we truly understand that Luke is not the hero. Once again, going back to what we've been saying, that everyone has thought forever, Luke is. He's just a dude trying to do his best, and he's he fails. He he's a faulty person. He's a human being like the rest of us, and the you know he went to extremes because he of what he's done. Now, granted. I don't think I've ever failed to the point where I've brought on uh, an evil that will conquer the world <laughs> or the galaxy in his point. <clears throat> so maybe I would be a little harder on not, myself. Not that you know of. <laughs> not that I know of yet. Um, who knows? Uh, I did teach you know, school for a little while. Uh, <laughs> one of my eighth graders comes back to you know take over the world and be like, I had that kid in eighth grade, computer lit. He's like... <laughs> Look how old you've become. You're like, oh, you're like you Rudy? Me. You're like, Rudy? <laughs> I'm pissed. Um, so anyway, um, they, have this, they have this falling out, and Ray, you know, basically says, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to, I'm going to leave and go to Kylo Ren. And Luke's just like, you know, beside himself at this point. Uh, we cut back over. Uh, Poe takes over the ship. Uh, from uh, Haldo while there's, you know, fueling things up, uh, trying to basically buy time for Finn, Ray, uh, F- Finn, Rose, BB-8, and uh, DJ to infiltrate uh, the ship. Um, and then, like I said, Ray goes to meet Kylo Ren. Cut back once again to the island, and Luke's decided, you know, he, he pulls out what we think is a lightsaber at first, ends up being basically like a torch, and is walking in to destroy the last Jedi temple, or the first Jedi temple, the, the tree, and is confronted by a force ghost. And I just had this feeling we were going to get a ghost. I really didn't know who it was going to be. I was really betting on Yoda or Obi-Wan. I'm really glad it was Yoda. And Sai and I have actually had a little conversation about this because we had to talk some after the movie. It had to happen. Um, not only was it Yoda, but it was it was Empire... Jedi Yoda. It was puppet Yoda. Puppet. It's exactly how Sai put it. It was puppet Yoda. It was crazy ass, cackling, having a good time. <laughs> Yoda, and and Luke pauses, 
like he decides he's not going to burn it down. And at this point, what was it that you told me, Cy? I don't remember. You said <laughs> it finally became clear to you when Obi-Wan Kenobi told Darth Vader, if you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Because like I told Cy, uh, shooting lightning out of your hands is pretty fucking awesome. Calling a fucking lightning bolt down from the sky, so that's some next-level shit, dude. <laughs> you know what was what was funny to me was watching the dynamic when Yoda was talking to Luke, how mm-hmm. Luke's an old man, but when he's talking to Yoda, he he's goes right Skywalker. Yep. It was so interesting. Mark Hamill... This oh, is the best time. acting he's ever done. Like oh, it was, yeah. he put so much thought into what he did. It was, it was very interesting to watch. So I really appreciated that moment. I did too. And he tells him, you know, the 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 key takeaway line from that is, um, um, failure is the greatest teacher. You know, you didn't. Yeah, it, it there was a failure, but it you have to learn from it. Um. And, and and burns down the Jedi Temple. Um, at this point, cut back. Leia takes over the ship from Poe. Basically, you know, there shows him, "Hey, we're heading to this mineral planet. We're under we're under cloak. This is how we're going to get out." Holdo says she's going to stay man the ship. Um, Rose BB-8, so their little group get onto the ship um, and get captured. Uh, because once again, we're reinforced right at that scene that. Uh, Benicio Del Toro's character, which, by the way, I, I loved the little nuances that he put in that character, like the slight stutter he would put in every so often, some of the mannerisms he had. Um, you know, he gives he gives Rose back her her medallion once he uses it to to get to that next port, that next point. But uh, Rose and Finn are brought in and uh, are are going to be executed, and they find out that he's basically he's just flat out sold them out, and he flat he sold them out by telling them. Telling the Empire the plan that oh hey by the way they're actually escaping off the ship and the thirty little ships that y'all aren't even looking for. Um, Which why weren't they looking for that? That didn't make sense to me. Like, well, they said that they were cloaked. She said that they were cloaked and they shouldn't see them. And when they come, whenever if whenever the guard walks back in, he says he was right. We did a full spectrum scan, and sure enough, that's where they were. So. I'm guessing because they were cloaked, they didn't. They wouldn't have normally found them in the in the normal scan. So, yeah. you would just think they'd be looking for something like that, knowing that they're like out of options, you know. But once again, I, I think it kind of goes back to the whole arrogance thing of we've got them. They can't get out. We're basically just letting them go. They can't do anything at this point, so we're not. You know, they're kind of standing down. But like again, that's my interjecting too. So, yeah. um. And at this point, Ray shows back up on the ship, or she shows up. Kylo takes her to, um, um, I'm blanket Snoke. She takes him to Snoke, uh, and we have this interesting scene where Snoke is basically just, you know, uh, showing off his powers. I, I love the part where she goes to reach out for the lightsaber, and he basically swings it around and smacks her in the head with it. And it's just like you, you pathetic little thing. I can do whatever I want with you, and then pulls her closer, and then like you know, puts her up and everything else. And this is where, um, this is where I, I, uh, kind of really cemented my idea as to, or my thought process as to how the 
First Order is working, why they're dragging out this this battle so long, why they're not just putting a stop to it, is because he does the same fucking thing the Emperor does and sends her over to the thing and is like, here, you get to watch all of the little ships blow up one at a time and see everyone die before I kill you. And she has one more moment where she tries to you know, break free. She grabs Kylo Ren's lightsaber. He basically strips it from her, flings her over there, turns her around, and tells Kylo Ren, you know... It's time to fulfill your destiny. It's time to basically prove to me that you are my apprentice. And I thought this was very well done. Yeah. Um, the, the way that he basically, you know, was just reading out his thoughts one at a time. Because if you, especially going through it the second, the second time listening to it, he's very, you know, and now he's like maneuvering the lightsaber and he's going to put it through his enemy. And there's the a whole thing. There's a moment right before that starts mm-hmm. where Kylo Ren figures out Snoke's weakness. There's a moment where you see Kylo Ren recognize his opportunity because he tells her that he completely understands what Kylo Ren's thinking, but he doesn't. And as, exactly. soon, as, as soon as Kylo Ren realizes that, he's like, aha. Mm-hmm. And that's, anyway, that's all I wanted to add to that. There was just yeah. that. It was, yeah, it was a bit of a mind trip. Uh, that Snoke was trying to play with him, but Kylo saw around it. And I think, I think the biggest problem, the biggest mistake Kylo made was pissing off Kylo to the point of, Hey, you're a child. And, and Kylo's like, fuck you. Watch exactly. This. Yeah. 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 Um, when he, he done, when he, he got cut in half, I was like, <laughs> cause at first you just see it go through him and he's yeah. just kind of looking at it. And then Kylo Ren pulls the lightsaber to him. thus cutting him all the way in half. <laughs> I'm still thinking in the back of my head, okay, this isn't over with. No. Snoke's about to get up, and we're about to see some shit. And then the top part of his body falls off, and I'm like, well, no, he's done. (laughs) I I wasn't convinced Snoke was dead until they cut back to him laying on the ground with his tongue hanging out like a dog that got run over. That was when I was like, oh, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's done. (laughs) I I will say, I've... As as cool as that was, and as wicked a scene as that was, I am a little disappointed that that's the end of Stoke. As that, like that was too easy in my opinion. I, I okay. get why it had to happen that way, but man, did I ever want to see what Snoke could do? No, maybe maybe he comes back as a Force ghost and no, we see what else don't. he can do. There's there's other options, but uh, it, it, I, I'm going to agree with you, Ray, because. Um, I understand. I, honestly, I'm just going to say this: um, what J.J. Abrams was doing is not what Ryan Johnson was doing. No, like what J.J. No. Abrams did was set up Snoke to be the Emperor. He set uh-huh. him up to be the next Emperor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Very much staying in line with the the old tropes of Star Wars. Yeah. And Ryan Johnson was like, I don't need this guy. Like he's in my way. He's uh, we want to get to, um, to you know, um, Kylo Ren being. Let's. I want Kylo Ren to be something besides just this another Vader. Well, I want to be yeah. Vader. Not even yeah. a Vader. I want to yeah. be Vader. We've got to move. We've got to make Kylo Ren interesting because I honestly felt like he wasn't that interesting. I honestly felt like Kylo Ren was kind of kind of annoying. Yeah. Which and, is which is fair. I just 
you have this buildup of of what Snoke could be. I don't disagree with you. I, I think it's it's jarring yeah. because you had set up middle finger to the audience. <laughs> it's a middle finger in a lot of ways uh, because you're you're set up for two years plus because you talk about before the movie came out too of thinking who the hell the Snoke is and then everybody has a theory about Snoke and there's you know, essays written about who Snoke is and video after video. You know yep. what I'm talking about? Yep. Uh, so you're sitting here. This is one of the big questions going into this movie. Who is Snoke? And not only do we not know who Snoke was, they murdered him in a very, uh, you know, unceremonious way. You know, like, um, I think it was uh, very uh, in line with what the rest of the movie was. As far as how everything's basically like, uh, I go the way you think it's going. Yeah, to go. just set, just give up because you're not going to be able to predict this. Just give up. Uh-huh. We're just just watch it. Just watch it. That's so, kind of what that's kind of what Ryan Johnson was trying to say. Like, be in this moment with with me. Like, be in this moment. And I appreciate that, but I also understand just, that it it's a little bit jarring and aggravating because you you sit here and go. Fuck who? And, but there's still people after this still trying to figure out who Snoke is, and are we? That's, still gonna, and that's fine. Gonna, that that's perfectly fine. Let those people read in a book that I'm sure will come out about yeah. who Snoke is and everything right. else. For those people, that's great, and they can have that stuff. Maybe they'll have a question. But in, all, but in my opinion, who the fuck cares who Snoke was? Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't. He was the emperor I, light to me. Here's, and here's, no. no, here's here's the thing. Yeah. We care, we care, but why do we care? That's the question. I care because I think I think his history goes beyond anything else, and but I think we actually. But that's something we've. More. That's something we've just imagined. They've never said that. Like, see, that's the problem. Is there yeah. so much about Star Wars that we just imagine, and they didn't say. They didn't say, oh, okay, gonna but, have- and that's fair, but they did pump up this Snoke no, character. No, I, I, I'm not disagreeing yes, with you. No, I'm and not, I agree with that, yeah. So, but, and then I'll just, I'll flip this completely as well. Mobile Fett. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody wants. Mobile Fett. That's <laughs> a good. So I'm playing my own Jennifer, devil's advocate. Jennifer never gets to say anything. Like we're talking, and I feel bad because it's like I think every time she starts to talk, we overtalk her. Is that what we're doing, Jennifer? Um, I'm just listening, honestly. But y'all just, kind of jump on things before I get to them. So. So anyway, what I was saying. Jump in. I'm just <laughs> I was gonna say if I haven't said this already, and you and you already know, jump in, shut us up. Oh yeah. Be like, be like, bitch, I'm talking. <laughs> I was actually just thinking uh, people are going to glorify him the way they did Boba Fett. He's going to survive. He crawled out, you know, like. You might be right. He might, they might Darth Maul him, like, you know. Uh, yeah, they, they could. Of course, you know, now that the cartoon's canon, Darth Maul uh, became a half-man, half-robot and lived on and had a stupid-ass fight with old Obi-Wan that lasted like three seconds. That's what, <laughs> that's what you bothered to bring back fucking Darth Maul for? Really? There's a lot of build up for yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I'm but, so, about so this, history, but I this, don't know. Oh, sorry. About, I'm not sad that he died for sure. Like fuck all. Uh, it would be, <laughs> be sad. Oh my god, they killed Snoke. Oh my god. I mean, 
the same way y'all are, I guess I'm saying. I, I'm intrigued to know where he came from, how he resurrected the Empire after the Emperor, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, yeah that, that would be good to know. I'd like to know, like, how do we get here? Like, where's the yeah. missing movie that happened in between, you know? Yeah, so so a couple of things with that is there there is a trilogy that's coming out, and maybe that's what this comes this what yeah. is what that explores which hey that'd be cool uh but and then the other thing is this scene leads to one of my favorite scenes of this movie and that is luke or sorry that is kylo and and ray fighting together oh yeah. in the cards that yeah. was a cool. badass scene man those and, cards were yeah. badasses too shit can i can i can i just say one quick thing though Sai? Do you really want to go back and know what happens between movies? Because the last time we found out what happens between a movie, it didn't work out so well for you. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying, dude. I can't disagree. You talk about a shitty movie. No, I shouldn't even fucking said anything. Anyway, um, anyway, so uh, like I said, me personally, I'm glad they got rid of Snoke because to to me, he was just going to be the Emperor Light going on as being the bit, the ultimate big bad in this trilogy. And Kylo Ren, like you said, is, is, is Darth Vader light, uh, filling that role. And, and from this, now we have where, well, there's no more emperor. There's there like the big bad that we always thought was the bad is the big bad. Like it's Kylo Ren is now numero uno. Um, but yeah, we get that fight between with him and Ray. So he's just killed Snoke. He's fighting back to back with Ray, and I love the fact that the weapons that the the not Imperial Guards, I guess you just call them the Guards, used uh, the Crimson Guards, uh, were buried and awesome. What were they? Praetorian Guards. Praetorian Guards. Okay. Um, I love the way the weapons were designed differently. The way they fought differently. There was you know like there was a chain. There were like different swords. It was like a club. Um. And they actually could fight. Like, they weren't like stormtroopers where you looked at them and they fell down. (laughs) They actually got to see a good battle with the guards. Yeah. There was a couple of moments where you're like, fuck, are they going to kill one of these? Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to expect at that moment. Yeah. That's what I loved about that moment was because of what had been going on in the movie, you didn't, I I felt like, I don't know what's about to happen. Like, I was actually intrigued mm-hmm. so yeah um yeah one of my buddies point. was asking one of my one of my buddies was disappointed that it took so long for uh ray and and kylo to to defeat those guards but i'm like dude they were trained to protect snoke and snoke like yeah. like that was oh i wanted to say something and i forgot to mention this since you're talking about this there was a there was a guy who played an imperial and like what do they call him now? Uh, First Order. First Order. Uh, yeah, Captain Kennedy, who was played by a guy named Mark Lewis Jones. He was the guy that was in charge of, I believe, the uh, Dreadnought. Yeah, yeah, the Dreadnought. Yeah, I know, I know which one. He was in charge of okay. the Dreadnought, and he was all yeah. He was like very gruff, very yeah. I okay. liked him. I thought he was really good, and he, he had a few scenes. He didn't have a whole lot, but I was like, "That guy's good." Like, I I, I want to see more those kind of first order, and a lot less Hux kind of first order. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, 
that was more like the old old school like empire right there. Mm. That was that was good. I'm sorry. I just I forgot to mention oh, yeah. that. So no, that was no, dude, yeah. Good addition. Um and it's at this point we get the quote unquote other big reveal, and that is where um Kylo Ren tells Ray, You've known this all of your life. Your parents are nobody. And they were garbage. And they just you know, they they're pop they're you know what, what, what do you said? Thieves that were buried in a pauper's grave somewhere on Jakku. And he's like, you've known this all along. You just never could bring yourself to believe it. Um, which makes you nothing, but you're nothing to me. And you get to that point and you're like, Oh shit. Is she well, going to turn? Is she going to really like join him? Yeah. He says, you're not nothing to me. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. Nothing. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that was, you're right, dude. That entire sequence was very much like what's about to happen here. What's yeah. about to happen here? Yeah. It was very, it was very interesting. And he yep. even he says please, like he's almost begging her to. Yeah, yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, you really the Anakin coming at him. You really got to see. I, I've heard this mentioned in other reviews and other things because I've watched quite a bit of that. You really got to see a little bit of the seductive side of the dark side for the first time, and I don't know because you didn't really see it with Anakin and all that, but you really did start to understand a little bit about how the dark side could be appealing to somebody who you wouldn't necessarily, you'd be like, well, what the hell? Why would you go to the dark side? Well, it's not just about power. It's also about acceptance. Yeah. So it was very interesting to see that same way gangs and all honesty appeal to people. Why the fuck would you want to join a gang? Well, if you have nothing, you come from nothing and people offer you a family quote unquote, you know, so I, you know, I completely understand. And I, like I said, in that moment, I was like, "Oh shit, is is she going to turn? Or is some of that fan theory okay?" And then we get into the lightsaber mm-hmm. tug of war. Joker, Joker adds a question to this: How do we know that Kylo was telling the truth? Yes, and that was brought up. And I'll, I guess, we'll go ahead and address this now. So, um, uh, Nerdist brought this up. That was the first uh, review that I saw that brought this up. Is how do we know that he's telling the truth? Um, and they, they came at it from a more technical angle. Uh, number one, they brought up the fact that, uh, this would not be the first time in a star Wars mu- movie where, um, someone's, um, lineage is, uh, bold face lied to the person. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, it's in certain points of view. No, <laughs> Darth Vader didn't kill my dad. Darth Vader is my dad. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, kind of, kind of, kind of a stretch there, Ben. Kind of, kind of, little, yeah, a little bit of a stretch, Ben. Um, but um, they brought up the fact from a more technical aspect in that, like, and you've said this before, Cy, J.J. Um, uh, Abrams set up the, you know, set up The Force Awakens to be very much like the original trilogy. This is very much uh, moving away from the original trilogy. The next Star Wars movie, Episode Nine. It, it comes out in two years is being helmed by JJ Abrams. Yeah. Is he going to go back and undo some of this? It's interesting. And that is a very interesting question because it's kind of like, well, I set this up and then you wrecked it. Do I go back and fix it? Because it is his vision. At least that part of it may be, but on the other hand, it's also star Wars and Star Wars is not always the greatest about going back and saying, hey, let's retcon something. It's just kind of like, no, we're just going to keep moving, and you just you just go with the flow. 
So just stick with one director. So the the way that I can see him lying to her is, uh, you know, he saw her turn to his side, and maybe this is how he saw her turning to his side was. If I tell her that she is nothing to everybody else, then that's how I'm going to turn her. Exactly. Now, that being said, I kind of like that she may be from nobody and nobody and nowhere. Yeah, Anakin, Anakin so, was from nobody, you know? Yeah. Anakin, his his mom was a was a slave and the, he didn't have a dad, supposedly. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, right. I mean, it well, fits, I mean, that's the, been one it of the, fits biggest- the canon. That's been one of the biggest arguments or one of the biggest problems people have had with Star Wars for the longest time is a lot of people are like, I'm tired of the entire fucking Star Wars universe revolving around the GD Skywalkers. Mm. There are more people in the universe that can use the force besides a Skywalker. Why does it always have to come back to those fuckers? And (laughs) that's why whenever he said you came from no one, I, I know I physically just let out a breath of relief. I was just like, thank God. I did not want her to be a Skywalker or a solo or even, um, a Kenobi. I wanted her to be new. And even if even if they said and I, one of the I'm sorry it, I thought this was dumb one of the dumbest complaints I someone saw someone write as to why they didn't like the movie was oh well that's lazy writing they just didn't come up with a backstory for her I'm like how much harder is it to say you're a solo and then you just move on from there that's not it's not dumb it's not it's not easier it's to me it's just like hey we don't have to worry about all this other bullshit we can keep moving on yeah. So, uh, Plus, and born distracted says me with somebody too. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a great way to to work uh, Jar Jar back in as her. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next scene. All here. right, so uh, we then move on to another scene that was actually really, really breathtaking in the movie, and that is um, Holdo decides um, oh, wow, to sacrifice yeah. herself. Uh, for the movie now, the first time I watched this, I don't know what it is about people when they see something that there's nothing humorous at all in a scene on a movie. I don't know if it's just how they react and they just have to giggle or something. But when I watched the movie this morning, it got it got the reaction that it should have got when she turns that ship and punches it into light speed and literally like bisects that ship. Yeah. And it is just this beautiful display on the screen of light and absolutely no sound. The movie theater was dead silent. It was just, yeah. it was awesome. And I mean that by the the traditional, it was awe-inspiring. It was, it's one, of, I have not experienced something visually like that since that rebooted Star Trek movie when they punch the Enterprise into light speed and it makes that bullet sound. That was just that was yeah, a fresh I, take on it, and I loved it. And I loved this in the movie. I actually, like, the second time I saw the movie, delayed using the bathroom just for that scene. Because I was like, I gotta see this again. This was the best yes, part. It was, oh, it was so good. It, you know what it was like? Like, when, when I saw it, everybody in the theater went like this. Ooh. <laughs> like, at the, I'm serious. All at the same that's, time. And that's acceptable. It was like Christmas lights. It was like... <laughs> you know it was like wow I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was like 
one of the most impressive visual things I've seen in a movie. I thought it was just very cool looking, very unique. Uh, it was really nice. It was really cool. Yeah. The thing um, that I liked about it was you saw the the impact and then all the debris spreading at the light speed, right? Destroys yes. that much more. And yeah. uh, so that part was actually really cool. Uh, Joker's Wild uh, hit it for me anyway. It was visually the same as watching like the Death Star explode for the first time. It was just yeah. it's like, wow. So yeah, it was, that was a very, that was an, I love, yeah, I love that scene. Um, so Kylo Ren wakes up and takes control of first order. Now, one of the things I, I was looking for the second time I watched this movie, and a lot of people, at, well, some of people had written, they were like, they totally changed Hook's character. Like, he was a, you know, he was more, you know, straight-laced or whatever. And in this movie, he's basically a fool. And I looked, I watched it again, I thought, well, he is made fun of. Like, he definitely walks into Poe's uh, little, little, you know, game at the beginning. But the rest of the movie, he's just, he's not a leader. He doesn't yeah. want to be a leader. He's a lap dog, and he wants to, um, he wants to show off, and he wants to be the teacher's pet, and because that's his whole competition with Kylo Ren, and that keeps coming up in this movie. So whenever he walks in and finds Kylo, he finds Snoke dead and sees Kylo Ren, he has that moment of hesitation. Of he could have easily pulled his blaster and shot Kylo Ren, but he hesitated because once again, I'm interjecting here. He doesn't want to be the leader. He does, but he doesn't. I, I, let me just say, uh, um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to... I'm, no, go I'm, ahead. Um, I find General Hux to be a buffoon who <laughs> is not interesting. Um, there's a couple of moments that he's almost interesting, but in that, what, 15 seconds of uh, Captain Kennedy talking... He's mm-hmm. fucking way more interesting than General Hux. Like, I may, I need something from him in the next movie. I need something from him, you know, just to make me not hate his character. Because <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because I don't have any reason to like. He's not particularly. He's just a loudmouth douche, you know. He just like screams and overacts. Uh, I I don't have much use for hugs. I'm sorry. Okay, fair enough. Um, so Kyle wakes up and basically takes over. He's like, I am now the lead because he even says, you know, the first, what do you mean you're commanding my army? You know, the first, you know, the supreme leader is dead, and at that point he chokes him. He's like, I'm the supreme leader. Um, so um, can we just go back to one thing that uh, yeah, yeah 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 we skipped over pretty quickly and that was the the fight scene between uh, Finn and uh, and Phasma. Oh God, um, God I can't believe it. yeah I skipped over so that. My apologies. That, that was a wicked wicked thing, and then we actually see what the chrome armor does, which is deflect the light, the shots and stuff, which I thought was which awesome. was badass. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we all wear that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> must be expensive. That must. That's be what I was about to say. Problem is, yeah. I'll ask Meg next time I talk to her. <laughs> yeah, Meg, Meg, Meg will know. That's Which, by point. the way, I did message her. I asked her if she wanted to be on the show, but she was trooping all weekend. Um, and she didn't respond, but I said, so I guess you're going to have to make a chrome blaster, uh, a really pointy stick, and I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, taking bets here. What's the over-under on, um, on um, 
Phasma surviving the fall. Oh, yeah. So Phasma. so Phasma. here's something interesting. Um, I watched a video. I can't remember who put it up. I'll try and find it, and we can add the link later. Uh, but they had said that if, if you go into the Phasma uh, backstory in the comics, um, she is all about saving her own ass. And that's why she shuts down the shield so easily in the first in, in um, Force Awakens. She's all about just saving her own ass. She doesn't care who it's with. She sold. She sells her family out so that she can survive and go to, with the first order and everything like that. So she is surviving this, and she'll be back. Like it's. Well, it's I just fun. literally thought about it as we're talking here. If her armor can protect her against a blast at pretty close range, fire may not be able to do that much shit to it. Now that I think about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hopefully she comes back. So, but that I'm was sure. That was, I'm sure we'll battle. see. I'm sure oh, yeah. we'll see Phasma again. But, I, I, if they brought but, her back for the second one, they're going to bring her back for the third one. Yeah, and Finn busting that friggin' helmet open and her looking—that was—that was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Bye. Um, all right. So at this point, okay. So at this point, I literally sat there in the movie and I thought, okay, I know this movie is two and a half hours long. I haven't looked at my phone. I'm not going to be that guy. Um, we haven't I'm done sure this and this and this. <laughs> well, no, that was the thing. I was like. All right, we're pretty much done here. Um, we can go ahead and wrap <laughs> up, and we'll see where things go. And then it's like, oh shit, I completely forgot about all the scenes down on the planet. This is right. fuck. This is like bonus movie to me at this point. So, um, so the rebellions down on the on, on the planet oh, behind this large blast shield. Can, what? can I can I say something? I almost, I'm sorry, I'm late again. No, 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 go ahead. The evil droid. That uh, that oh, sees the, him. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, I hated that little bastard. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to kill that little bastard. I was like, I hope BB-8 gets to kill that fucking robot, but he didn't get to. Uh-huh. You know what? Next movie. Because <laughs> you know everyone has to face off against their big bad. That'll be the big battles. Oh, you- that would be. That'd be epic, man. Imagine him going at it. You say that, but for some reason, I just see these two <laughs> balls with these pointy sticks going. <laughs> that it'd probably be hilarious. You probably it right. starts probably... at the beginning of the movie and fucking lasts as long as the chase scene was in this one. <laughs> so, um, all right. So we're down on the planet, um, and we have this battle scene, and it's at this point where um, um, Poe's character starts to have his evolution. So they're like, we have to go out. We have to, you know, we have to try to fend them off as long as we can. We also have the introduction of the crystal. He calls them the crystal critters, but the, the crystal foxes, which were just awesome. Um, and, uh, and they're like, okay, well, we just have to hold out. We're going to get the, the, the signal out there. Someone has got to come to our rescue. We just have to hold off long enough. So they send out their ships. We start having this big battle. Um, uh, they send out, you know, TIE fighters and first, real quick, because I don't want to gloss over this, I, I had to ask my brother what they're called because, of course, they changed the model number on them. Uh, they're not AT-ATs. They're AT-something or another. Those things were badass-looking, like yeah. the beefed-up legs and shit. That was a badass-looking walker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're in this battle, pretty cool battle. Uh, Millennium Falcon shows off, uh, shows up, does some badass flying. Got to have that in the movie. Um, pulls off the TIE Fighters. And it's like I said, at this point, uh, Poe is like, okay, you know, he's, we're starting to see his evolution. He realizes they can't win this. It's time to pull back. And Finn's like, nope, I'm going to sacrifice myself. And once again, going on from the rest of this movie, I'm like, okay, he's not going to die. He's, or is he? Because they fucking turned this two or three different ways already. 
Fuck. I Spend thought he was fight? gonna die. I was right up until like I, we're losing. Bye. And that was one of the things I liked about this movie so much is because so many times during this movie, I like you said, Sai, I generally did not know what was going to happen. Yeah. 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 Um. It was that was how I could just. It's like what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> no, you can't kill Finn. We're putting this thing to the ground. Yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised. That's no. the thing, though. Like no. the whole time, you're going, "Shit, is he gonna? Is this where he? What? And yeah, yeah, exactly." So Rose ends up saving Finn. She knocks him off course, saves Finn. They blast a hole open in the thing, and we're at our darkest hour. They realize no one is coming to save them. There's nothing they can do, and then our White Knight shows up. Well, not literally, because he was actually wearing black. And um, well, that's racist. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so Luke shows up, walks in, has the conversation with. Which, by the way, my understanding is is Carrie Fisher wrote a lot of the dialogue in this last scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell because it has her wit. Because he sits down and she's like, "I know what you're gonna. <laughs> I, know what I know what you're gonna say. say. I changed my hair." <laughs> <laughs> that was great and that was I, I, like knowing that I'm like yep that's Carrie Fisher writing right there um, and they, they have their moment and he tell you know he's just like I'm going to go out there I'm going to face him and I, I can't save Ben I, I can't do it and she's like I understand I know and it's like okay so he walks out like a badass and I'm like okay so Kylo Ren's going to come down and, and we're going to have this battle and it's going to be awesome and then Kylo Ren goes fucking train every blaster we have on him with <laughs> fire and i'm just like what <laughs> and i knew i knew that's not how luke skywalker was going to go out i knew that I, that's one thing i didn't know I, I felt confident knowing that that's not how luke skywalker was going to go out but my god i was like how the hell is he surviving this like fuck fuck stopping a blast in mid-air yeah. And and choking people from across Death Stars and shit like this. This is the most powerful thing I've ever seen when I it comes thinking, to the Force. Did he build a, a Force bubble around himself? Like that's what I thought too. I thought he had to have. Yeah. Disappear back into the cave. Like yeah. How did he? And then and he yeah. like flicks dust off his shoulder. And oh my god, I just <laughs> I got goosebumps when he walked out and did the little shoulder thing. I'm just like, that you are awesome. a badass. Born distracted, just nail it. He looked like Chuck Norris, like yeah. nothing. <laughs> Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, uh, what I what I thought was really interesting, and I guess you're probably going to mention this, is all the clues that Ryan Johnson yes. was giving you yes. about what was happening. Oh, yeah. so leading up to that, leading up to the clues, one of the things I just want to say is real quick: when they're out on the planet, and I told Cy this, I thought this is kind of empire-ish because we're dug in. There's AT whatever's walking towards us. We're on an ice planet. And literally at that moment, that guard takes his finger and licks and goes salt. And I thought, well, Eugene, fuck you. It's not, it's not ice. It's salt. You dummy. And I'm just like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you got me, Ryan. Um, so then I'm sorry. Go on. During the fight scene, he didn't leave footprints. I, yes, I didn't notice exactly. that was what I was going to point out. That. Yeah, yeah, and but I'm, he he walked, and you could very clearly see like they showed Kylo Ren several times, and only briefly. Or like, yeah, he plants his foot, and you see the salt move, and then when Luke does it, you don't see it. You're right. I and I didn't yeah. notice it as much the first time, but I noticed the hell out of it the second time. He also um, looked a lot younger and healthier. 
Yeah, he had different, different. He had a different haircut. You know, um, it was shot at a completely different time from his other stuff, so he's lost more weight. And my brother pointed out the lightsaber that he used in the battle yeah. was the blue one that was literally torn apart in yeah. the previous when scene. That, when, when the lightsaber lit up is when I went, what the fuck Something's is happening small. here? Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, I was like, and where then, is and then, and And then he pulls off the Matrix maneuver where he like, <laughs> I was good though, I like that. <laughs> I was, yeah, but I was like, he's an old man. Like... It's kind of that's weird. Force, man. Yeah, that's true. Well, yep. The whole thing, I was like, I'm just like, he's not, he doesn't ever cross sabers with him. He doesn't ever deflect oh. a blow. He doesn't interact with him at all. Yep. And that's when it kind of starts going, oh, yep. shit, something, something's different here. And then it literally, he gives that speech that um, me down in anger. the rebellion is not dead. Yeah. The war has just started. And at this point, they've, they're trying to escape, and it cuts to the scene where Ray is lifting all of the rocks, and he says, "I am not the last Jedi." Yeah. And Ray, re- or you know, he realizes, tries to cut him in half, and I thought we were going to get the whole cut in half, and Luke, you know, yeah. does a thing. And, and when that didn't happen, I knew some shit was going on. And then we see him in his his yoga pose, basically <laughs> yeah. doing once again one of the most badass things force wise i've ever seen it's one thing to to talk to someone from across the universe it's completely different to project yourself <laughs> light years away and yeah isn't uh, it isn't it interesting the last thing he says to kylo is something that han said to him yep. isn't that isn't that great i like your idea your idea for what may happen in the future what idea was that that motherfucker comes back as a ghost and haunts Kylo Ren. Well, he said he would. He yeah. said he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you strike me down in anger. Wouldn't I, that be interesting? Instead of like being there to train Ray, he's there to annoy Kylo and annoy yeah. the hell out try, of Kylo Ren. try yeah. to win him back over. Try to like, you know, shocking him with static every once in a while instead of lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Calling down the lightning. Yeah. Up his hair. <laughs> Stupid things. Um. And then we see him fade off and, 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 you know, we get, I know a lot of people are probably still pissed off because they don't like the way Luke was portrayed. And they're probably pissed off that they quote unquote killed off Luke Skywalker. Um, good way to go though. Like, I guess I thought it was, you got the two, the two suns setting. Yes, exactly. And, and so the first one, it looks like it's sun rising, right? You got the two stars rising and then very Good poetic, but yeah, he's going to be a nine. Like, come on, he's going to be a nine. I think he has to be because if they do, everyone was expecting this is the last time we were going to see Carrie Fisher, and it may not be the last time we see Carrie Fisher. Yeah, and I think we may need to soften that blow by having him come back. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I told Sai, um. Like I said, I felt that there was going to be a ghost appear, and I wasn't sure if it was going to be either um, Obi Wan or Yoda. And I'm I'm glad they did it this way because to me, if they do decide to bring back Obi Wan uh, to maybe train Ray, we could get you and McGregor because he wouldn't look like you and McGregor, you know, with with Luke. He would look like you know like oh. he did in the original. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Like I said, if they do bring him back, to me, that would at least make sense. But who knows? They may not bring back anyone. 
Um, you know what? I, I really I don't like to try to spend too much energy on building a theory as to what should happen, <laughs> so you can have all of your hopes and dreams just crushed in the next movie. That's so a that good idea. So I think we should do that. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, it seems kind of like uh, Ryan Johnson's kind of telling us, "Hey, you might not want to do that." You don't expect yeah. it. Um, on the Falcon, and I kind of noticed this the first time, really saw it the second time. Um, on the Falcon, we have our entire group together. Leia tells, um, tells Ray that, you know, she asks, how can we go on? And she says, we have everything we need. It was a great um, yeah. And, you know, they have, they have all of their friends. They have everyone's there. Uh, they also have the Jedi uh, books. That are in the scene whenever he pulls out the um, yes uh, the, blanket. The, yep. Yes. The so the Jedi, the Jedi text. text, which makes sense because going back and watching it again, Yoda struck you know struck the place with with lightning catching it on fire. Luke's like, I'm going back in trying to find it, and that's when he, he gets blasted back. Yeah. Because it's like, no, bitch, there's nothing in there for you. <laughs> um, and then we get the final scene of the movie, and I thought this was. Just a beautiful way to not only wrap up this movie, but wrap up the um, um, the, the the real story for this movie. And that is that the Force is not just for a few. It's not just for the Skywalkers. It's for everyone. Because we have the scene where the kids are playing, and they're telling the story about Luke Skywalker. And the guy comes in and interrupts him, and the little boy walks out. And if you look closely, if you don't look, he reaches it, for yeah. the broom. And it comes to him. He does not actually grab it. Force grabs it. I thought I imagined that the second time I caught it, and then I, I read some articles, and it confirmed that that's what happened. I, like, I right. thought I wasn't sure I saw it the first time, and I saw it clear as day the second time. Yeah, yeah. That's I, why I, I had them in the story. Like that made more sense. That casino scene because of that. Now I'm like, okay, nothing in Star Wars land happens by, or everything happens by coincidence. But you know, nothing's accident. <laughs> So, so they had to bring these kids into the story somehow, and I think that's the reason we had them go to that planet. It, it was nice to show that you know that is the the spark is still alive, and you know that all, all that thing, as well as that you know Ray isn't the last Jedi either, right? It's like there's there's more that that are out there, and uh, there's always going to be a balance. So, whatever darkness rises, there will it, it fulfills itself that way. But that's why I think it's going to be interesting. So in in the ninth one, I think they're going to be more of a balance, right? They're going to look for more of a balance of of people using both light and dark. Because uh, you saw you saw Ray fighting with the dark side. As far as I was concerned, she had rage in her when her fighting style. So it's going to be more of a balance. So. I hope the whole thing. I understand why they made her a Jedi at the end, but on it, you know, and he said she's not. You know, she's. You know, he's not the last Jedi. Part of me kind of almost hopes that she doesn't become a Jedi and she becomes something else. Because that was yeah. one of the other theories of it was that, yeah, it you know, it is truly time for the Jedi to die. The whole theory about being – because you know, I'm, sure, I'm sure everyone here has seen those – those what if comics? What if Jedi's were allowed to have a family? How much would that have yeah. changed the universe? And it's literally a pic. It's like just a couple of panels of you know, um, 
um, Anakin going and telling his best friend, "Hey, I having pick. I'm having images of my wife dying. Can you help me out? Yeah, let's figure it out. Oh, by the way, he's the emperor. Let's go in there and beat his ass. And everyone lives in in harmony and everything's great. But because we had a rule that you can't get married and have kids, fuck you. <laughs> exactly, fuck you. Um, you know, I think it's interesting that the bad guys are the new order, and it seems like the good guys are." chaotic they're very like you know things are all over the place there's no structure it's like it's interesting how they've kind of flip-flops you know how things you have said gone. something there and actually i forgot let me go back to this real quick <clears throat> luke specifically says the rebellion is not dead at some point in the movie um the where did i write it down Carrie Fisher says the rebels. Yeah. The, re- the rebels. That's right. Whenever they're escaping to the planet, she says rebels. At that point, they no longer refer to themselves as the resistance, and they are the rebels. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. They went back to that. Um, something that was else in the movie that we haven't talked about that I specifically wanted to bring out, uh, bring up, and because I kind of thought you would bring it up, Cy. Um, thoughts on the music? Oh my god. Um, they use the they use the same one as. Uh, that opening was exact same as the other ones. Like it was perfect. There's two moments of music that I want to discuss. Okay, I knew one, there was gonna be something. One, they flat out used the Emperor's music with Snoke. Like they, uh-huh. a- they absolutely went to the, you know, the choir, the male choir. And I mean, obviously, this was supposed to play off of what happens in Return of the Jedi, and then turn it on its head. I just thought it was interesting how obvious i mean they just like blatantly just said here emperor's music that was interesting to me but what was more interesting to me later in the movie when the millennium falcon is going through the red crystals and they played the uh battle music from the original star wars when ray is running the the cannon and it's i mean that was the most thrilling like uh, thing for me to to hear that music at that moment when they're shooting the type she's shooting the tie fighters and you're you're getting all these vibes of like it was funny because I expected to feel like this was going to be similar to the Empire scenes when they're going through the asteroids and stuff and but no it felt like the damn trench in uh, Return of the Jedi when they're going through trying to get to the core of the, the, the second Death Star in Return of the Jedi. Uh-huh. But it, it was just very interesting how uh, how that all kind of, I don't know, it, was, it, it felt really cool. It felt really cool. So um, I very much enjoyed the music in the movie, um, and I really liked the new themes that were introduced, you know. And, it tied in nicely. Yeah, it was. Uh, John Williams really did a good job with the music. I don't have any problems with it. I thought it was great, especially so, since none of his fucking music was in that fucking dumpster fire of a piece of shit movie. I was afraid that came out that last up. year. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, uh, one one thing that we again we skipped it over. Sorry, I'm very, going back a little bit here, but uh, the accident where they save Finn, right? They uh, Rose crashes into him, and and. She, it's you can see a little bit of change in Finn where she says, you know, you you got to stop fighting for uh, what against what you hate and start fighting for something that you love. Uh, it was a good little scene, but anyway, 
Oh, uh, Nick brings up, I forgot to mention, I'm glad he brought up, because I actually had it in my notes, those uh, caretakers uh, on the Jedi Island were hilarious. They were... <laughs> yeah. I was a little worried when I first saw them, but I, I enjoyed them. They were they were pretty good. Yeah, Especially good call the back. cart. They're pushing the yeah. cart. <laughs> that cart part where she cuts... Yeah, that was awesome. Um, He's like, I don't think they like you very much. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine why. Stare at her. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Some of the over there were a couple of over other overarching things I wanted to bring up. Um people compl- are complaining, I see online, a lot of people are complaining that this there's too many questions. They're like, there's not enough answers. Too many questions. Um now I I'm just gonna Some repeat finale. this. <laughs> I am not I have never gone to film school. I have never really studied film theory. I have watched several uh, shows and stuff where they talk about film theory and one of the kind of running things about film theory is um questions are almost always better than answers yeah um so Lost. to me i thought that was a good thing now of course that's the now that's the thing that you can always go to an extreme you have lost where you get no answers of all on the other hand oh, wait a minute who, this- made, who, who made lost uh, who was the guy that made Abrams. Oh, okay. he loves his question boxes but i don't know yes. i just thought for no reason sorry and then you get the other side of the coin where you get all of your answers, and that is the Star Wars prequels. Because we got answers to shit we didn't even really want to know. So, there's, yes, there's a balance there. Imagine that, there's being a balance of, of questions and answers. So, to me, like some people were like, well, we still don't have this answer. I'm like, guys, there's more movies coming. It's, it's okay. This didn't, this didn't have to be it. But we got one of the bigger answers that I wanted, and that was what happened between Kylo and and uh, Luke, and yeah. what a what a moment, right, to show how flawed Luke was, and 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 allow him to have that, and then for for him to you know have that moment of, no, I'm wrong here, but now I'm I'm too late because I already made that decision, and even though I stopped myself, Kylo doesn't know that. And so now he created Kylo from that, right? Like, I thought that was a really good twist. Yeah. Yeah. After I saw it, what I kind of told everyone was, um, it leaves you with questions, but not the angry, like, you're excited. Like, after episode seven, I was just more angry than anything. I was like, God damn it. (laughs) These questions suck. But now I'm kind of like, okay, I'm ready to wait and, you know. Well, I, I think what Ryan Johnson's trying to do, I mean, I guess, is hopefully get us to understand that um, maybe we obsess a little too much about things that ultimately may not <laughs> be important, you know, or as important as we okay. think. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, um, maybe it's it, it's good to be a fan of something. It's good to be someone who contemplates about star Wars and says, I wonder this and I wonder that and be curious. But when we get so caught up in, I predicted this and I'm right. And y'all are all, you know, this, you know, it, it we start to lose like, um, it, it stop it, the movie almost stops being about star Wars and starts to be about like ego, like mm-hmm. our, well, our, that that being said, though, Sai, you can you can still like you can be a fan of this and still be disappointed in this film. I, sure, there yeah. were things in this film that I did not enjoy, and and that's you know you 
You can there, there's some things I didn't like too. I, I, yeah. it, it's not a perfect movie. No, like this. I I think like the score was a 97 or something like that, or like for a That's while. That's too high. That's too 93. high. 93. It is 93. a 93 on the critic score on um um Rotten Tomatoes and a 54 for the audience. So. There's there's something that one okay so I I watch a lot you know this and that and the other thing and um you know so as far as what I think about this movie my initial thoughts are that I think it's very jarring and very very uh very different you know unexpected um somewhat um difficult to watch because you set yourself up and and i think there's been said several times in the chat i know nick has said this that you have certain expectations for a reason right they've led you into something you're a fan of something you follow the history of it you follow the lore of it and as a fan you build these expectations based on what they show you And what Ryan Johnson did was throw all that out the window and almost throw it in your face. And I don't think, I don't think that I'm going to form an opinion where I dislike this movie. I think that I'm going to continue to like this movie, but I do think that it's valid for somebody to say that they feel like they were being uh, maybe a little bit misled about what this movie was and maybe condescended to in the same way I felt like I was being condescended to about uh, the force awakens, but for completely different reasons, I felt like maybe I'm being talked down to a little bit as a fan in an insulting way. This is almost like you're being talked down to as a fan because you care too much. So I think it's a valid criticism and I don't, I don't dismiss it. Um, and only time will tell how I ultimately feel about the movie. Yeah. Looks like we went down, but we're back up right now in there. So, yeah, we went down and I've been watching it. We never got below 25 frames per second, never above 35% CPU usage, just for whatever reason, YouTube did not want to take any data. So, but we are back up and running again. I did hit record. So. Oh, it went down while it went down while I was talking. Yeah, God dang unfortunately, it. <laughs> yeah, it did. God so dang that's it! That's what they missed. I said not much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I basically agreed with everything that Nick has been saying. So, yeah. so awesome. he did not. You, Nick, he was ra- roasting you, dude. Oh, it was not totally cool. Um, <laughs> go back and watch it later. I was on. I was. I was backing you up. Actually, so he was. He was. What about so, Jennifer? Jennifer, what are you? What are your? Yeah. Where are you at with this movie? Um, I liked it a lot, and I I liked that they brought back a lot of old stuff, you know, like throwbacks, Leia and Yoda, and just little things here and there. Um, I like that they're introducing new characters, and they're kind of giving us, you know, resolution on the old characters, wrapping them up, and then saying, hey, these guys are going to take it from here. Um, thought it was interesting that they killed uh, Luke and not Leia, considering she died in real life. So seeing her storyline end is going to be interesting. But, I mean, I I don't know. I I didn't get the... I I didn't read into it as much as y'all as far as, like, um, fans are, you know, too expectant or or 
to know it all or whatever. I just went into it like I, I thought that they answered a lot of questions and, and they left the right amount of questions and gave us enough um, of a new story to like look forward to and not, not just repeating the same old because Force Awakens did feel like it recycled a lot of the same ideas, which which is good and bad, you know. So um, what, one thing that I hoped, I was hoping that they were going to touch on in this particular movie, but hopefully they'll touch on the next movie, because they focused in on it, especially with this movie, they would make sure that you saw uh, Luke's necklace with the red crystal. Uh, they, you know, they made sure that you knew about Snoke's black ring. Uh, I need to pay off if you're going to pay attention to those things and you're going to make sure that the, the audience focuses on that for even a little bit, there's got to be a payoff for me. So, so hopefully in the next one, they talk about those types of things. Um, that is something I'm glad you brought that up because I don't, I don't mean, I'm just going to say this real fast. I hope that they weren't deliberately like subverting. Ex- expectations in that way you know what i mean i hope it wasn't like we're going to introduce something new here just as a promotional thing that's actually because that's what pisses me off so much about that's one of the things that pisses me off so much about that fucking garbage movie that came out last year it was one of the worst movies ever made that i can't anyway <laughs> i don't you know i don't think it was that bad i <laughs> i just like to see eugene's face when i do that because it's so fucking over the top. <laughs> I don't hate it that much. I just like I know, but you make it out to be that way because when you start going that way, I'm just like, I'm going to strap <laughs> you down and make you watch Mortal Kombat Annihilation over and over and over again until you understand that that was not that bad of a movie. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I will show you a bad movie. One was a decent movie, but watch the room. I was going to say, oh, I'll make you fucking watch The Room, which, by the way, complete side note, uh, that movie that came out about uh, the disaster artist apparently is supposed hilarious. to be really good. It looks anyway, hilarious, but anyway. That's neither here nor there for this episode. Yeah. So a couple of other questions that I still have that are in the back of my head uh, that I, I'd love for Maz to explain how she got the lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good to know, right? She's a, she said it was a good story. I want to hear True. it. True. <laughs> Um, and then you know, something that I brought up before, but uh, Luke promised three lessons. He only gave two. Yeah. So I'm yeah. thinking we're going to see that third lesson. We're, did he only give two, or did we only recognize two? Because the third one we weren't. They made it again. They made it very, very. He did point say three. Lesson one. I think he, lesson I'm like two. you. Yeah, and I th- I don't think we ever got the third lesson. I th- I'm almost wondering if the point of that was the third lesson was for him. Maybe. But real quick, um, something I wanted to bring up. Um, this movie, and we've already said before, this movie is being received very well by critics. Very well by critics. And, you know, p- people are all over the map when it comes to the fans. Yeah. Um, I think... And I really do think part of the biggest problem with the 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 reception by the fans is the whole fan theory stuff, the buying in of the fan theory stuff. Um, but this movie also does some very smart things, uh, like I said, the whole thing about not you know not cutting back and forth and actually visually showing her during the conversations between Kylo Ren and 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 Ray. Um, do you think? 
this movie is um, maybe a little smarter in some instances, and people aren't getting that. And the reason why I bring that up is, um, do you think if Empire were to come out today, because it was so vastly different than the original Star Wars, would we be doing the same exact thing now? Would we still be having these conversations of, why the fuck did they go to the ice planet? That was bullshit. That was like a third of the fucking movie that they could have just moved on. It's Star Wars, not Ice Wars. You know, <laughs> no one ever, no one ever tears that movie apart. But because of the time it came out, you know what I'm saying? If that movie yeah. were to come out today, would we be still having the same conversations? Really? Fucking Darth Vader is Luke's dad? That's bullshit. That's lazy writing, motherfucker. Oh, damn. Think about it. I and never I, thought. That, I, 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 we were kids, so I never thought about exactly. it. Exactly. You know, we would have never thought it. To us, that was mind blowing. And who knows? And you know, yeah. it's it's a different world than it is now. We, there weren't, you know, internet. You know, uh, uh, um, what's the th- term I'm looking for? Um, um, voice chambers, ba- you know, echo chambers for people who get into and and basically, you know, call out. Oh, this is how I think the movie should be, and everyone just. They keep building on it, and that's all they ever hear, and that's what they build into. We didn't have that shit between, you know, the first movies. So no, fan fiction is so uh, so much more accessible now than what it was back then. And and when somebody writes in uh, fan fiction that you really buy into and you really enjoy, it's hard to see a different story. And that's why. So it's like books, right? Ready Player One. I know that I lo- or I love the book. I'm going to try and go into this movie, you know, with low expectations and and think that it's not good, that I'm not going to enjoy it so that I might get something out of it because I know it's a totally different aspect of what the book is. So I, I'm trying, but I'm not going to enjoy it nearly as much. So well, that's just... And I am, you guys know this, like, lifelong expanded universe fan and... So this was hard for me to accept that they're changing it, none of it's relevant, blah, 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 but... I've kind of forced myself to be like, okay, this is this is how it is now. I have to look past that and accept certain things are the way they are. And 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 one of the things I really liked about this movie um, that I didn't mention is, I don't know, it didn't feel like they played the a lot of the games the other movies played with information and like like for one thing, they started this movie right after the last one. They didn't make it. 10 years later or however many years and then you have to fill in the gaps and i liked just jumping right back into the story that was a relief you know and 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 a lot of things like you guys have said they just explained flat out they didn't make you guess or or whatever um and, and i think that's to me that's just nice to not feel like oh god i have to pay attention to what's going on and fill in the blanks for all these other things because or or know all this back information uh, yeah, just, which which, which is important, and that is very important for a movie. Again, though, if you're going to pay a uh, you know a particular um, make make the audience pay attention to something, then there's got to be a payoff for that, and that's all I'm waiting for is some of the payoff and some of the stuff that they made us pay attention to. So, still waiting for some of it, but but I see exactly what you're saying. Because yeah, I don't want to I don't want to have to go through you know 50 years of comic books or. You know, ten different uh, issues of comic books to say 
where, why does this person do this? And, but but and don't how you video games are part of the story and you know yeah. shows yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah, See what you what you don't understand, Ray, is modern economics. Okay, and, like they're trying to make money on everything, so they're going to start telling the story in a movie. Then they're going to keep telling the story in the cartoon, but they're going to finish this one part of the story in this one video game. And if you want the whole story, then you got to buy the loot boxes, and then you just you know you might get the story or you might not. Depends on how how bad you want it. Well, well, you know, one in a million might have a part of the story, and. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. then in the but then when you finally get the answer, it could be like this shit where it's like throws the lightsaber <laughs> behind him and walks up. You know what I mean? Like so, so I don't know. Like yeah. just read Wikipedia, okay? That's... Wikipedia. Yep. There yeah. you go. Just, All right. Just read that. And get the full story. Yeah. I spent fifty damn dollars on this loot box, and all I fucking got was a porg. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the important porg. Oh, that was the yeah. Mm. Um. Real quick, I guess let's. I, I know we're going extremely long on this, but I know this is extremely important to all of us because we're all Star Wars fans. Um, does anyone have Does anyone have any uh, wrap up comments they just want to kind of throw out there? I do. All right, Cyrus, what do you got for us? First of all, I'm right, and no. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be up for work in five hours. <laughs> okay, well, I'll go real fast. Um, I just want to say, I wonder what it would have been like if we had gotten a regular Star Wars movie instead of a very different kind of Star Wars movie. You know, I wonder if this wasn't what was needed or although right now it seems like it's very divisive and very controversial and the Star Wars fan community is struggling with whether or not they even like this movie, um, let alone if it was a good movie. Um, I wonder if it wasn't ultimately necessary for the longevity of the series. Um, sometimes you got to, you know, go a new direction. And maybe it doesn't all work. And I don't think all of this movie does work. But maybe it's important to break especially after the force awakens to try to break that mold somewhat and maybe that's why they're bringing in jj abrams again because they anticipated that the fans were going to have a problem with the extreme change uh and maybe the idea is for jj abrams to come back in and say (coughs) everything's gonna be okay everybody we're gonna learn from the good and the bad and we're going to try to make, you know, we're going to go from there. So I just, uh, I'm optimistic. In fact, I think this new Star Wars might have been better off named A New Hope. Because it actually makes me hopeful about Star Wars again. Instead of cynical about Star Wars. Which is where I was at. So, for for no other reason than that, I, I like this movie. There's a theory out there about uh, how we learn and it's it's literally we have to you have to go out into chaos and then come back into what's known and safe and the theory is is in the chaos is where we get creativity and we get we push ourselves and we learn new things but you can't live in chaos forever you have to come back yeah. to what's known to build and to grow and this to me seems like the perfect ebb and flow of that you've got the um you've got the force awakens which was <laughs> 
hey, we've got to come back to what we know. This is Star Wars. This is the Star Wars you've always known. It's safe here. We're getting back on track. Now let's go off into the chaos, which is this movie, and let's explore some new ideas. Let's do some different stuff. And then, like you said, bringing J.J. Abrams. All right, so let's let's go back to something a little safer. Yeah. We can digest this, and then maybe the movie after that, because you know they're going to keep being movies. You know, we can we can we can press things a little further. We can see what else is out there because it's a big fucking universe, and we're still seeing just a little bitty piece of it. So, yeah. um, Ray, any other comments? Just just like uh, I agree with born distracted. Psy is uh, Snoke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fulfill uh, your destiny. <laughs> um, I. I I'm really trying not to set up myself for disappointment with episode nine. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed this movie. I've looked past some of the stuff that I didn't like because coming out of the theater, I, I, you know, some, um, Chris turned to me and she's like, so what'd you think? I was like, I'm still digesting it. I'm still yeah. trying to figure it out where, where it is and, and where I, so, and, and you know what, even after this conversation, I, I know that I like the movie, how much I liked it, I don't know. I, I have to watch it another time or two, and uh, and figure that out. And then when it comes out on Netflix or whatever Hulu or, because we didn't even discuss what Disney's doing, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah. Well, it's a it's a great addition to the Star Wars, you know, uh, story. I think it's a great way to send off Luke, but I don't think we're done with him. I hope we're not done with Snoke because I still think there's something there. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it, I'm still excited to see nine. So that's the most yeah. important part. Jen. Uh, I'm very excited for the next movie, future movies. And I, I think this movie kind of like rekindled my, you know, excitement. Cause I mean, force awakens was, was good and, and all, but it wasn't, I don't know. It just didn't do the same thing for me. Um, it also makes me really want to go back and read some of the newer books um, and figure out what's what happened, you know, in between how we got to this point because, you know, we leave Return of the Jedi and they've killed the bad guys and everybody's great and then fast forward 30 years and they're doing the same thing. They're fighting the same fight. So what happened in that time period? And I'm sure some of that's in the books and everything I haven't read. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens and, and where it goes from here and you know who we get back yeah next movie um <laughs> yeah, so, those, those <laughs> conversations in the uh, chat room as always so um if yeah if that my, was if, you Jen sorry yeah if uh Thanks, guys. no I yeah, Jennifer's like, well, fuck you too. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I'm listening to you, but I'm waiting to see what size gonna write back because we're talking about is size is size Snoke, and I'm like, oh, so we can cut him in half. Um, <laughs> then he said it, that if we strike him down, he'll become even more annoying. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> but I liked what you said there, Jen. Sorry, <laughs> that just was bad timing. Um, if never, my if. I would never laugh or interrupt Jennifer. I think uh, y'all oh, are just very, very <laughs> insensitive. <laughs> Thanks. Thank right. I enjoyed when the bus backed over me there, Cy. Thank you. <laughs> um, if my um, co-host would, would in, uh, indulge me for a moment, um, 
we 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 talked about in the in the back channel when we were planning this episode who I was going to be on, and Sai mentioned he's like I'm fucking writing notes for this, uh, and and Jen said the same thing, and I'm, I think Ray, I don't know if you actually wrote them down, but I know oh, yeah. he's got notes, he's looking for them now. I, yep. Um, <laughs> I wrote out kind of a comprehensive thought, just to kind of wrap things up, and if like I said, if my uh, co-host would indulge me for just a moment, just kind of read this off. Um, if, we, if we disagree with anything, can we scream wrong? No, please just don't do that right now. Can you just wait? Like, give me like two fucking uninterrupted minutes, okay? You lie, <laughs> liar. Um. All right, so here we go. Sai is no, no. Um. Um. Okay, so Disney now owns Fox, and the first thing I heard, I thought about when I heard this, of course, everyone's like, "Oh, hey, we can unify, you know, we can unify the Marvel universe and everything." The first thing I thought was. I wonder if we're going to get the Fox fanfare back in front of the Star Wars movies. I don't think it's going to happen, but that was the first thing that, that ran through my head. And then more importantly, even more so than the Marvel stuff, is they now own all of the distribution for the original Star Wars movies. And unless there's something else tied up, legally, technically, there should not be a reason why we can't get the unaltered original trilogy. Now, Cy, you did post the thing, and I read it, and they talked to Kathleen Kennedy, and they said she's, it's not a technical issue, it's not a, a legal issue, it's a more of a choice thing. It's the creator, Lucas, said, this was what, this was my final vision, this is what's out, and she's trying to respect that. So it may just be something that we have to wait for until a certain time when maybe we'll get it. And who knows? Once again, Disney has been very good about letting the movie industry, you know, the, the companies that they buy do their own thing, but it may be one of those things that they need to step in and say, listen, we need these movies. And here's has why. Spoken. Here's why. Um, and, and I thought it was funny because the, the comment you posted on that side was, 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 was that quote from Kylo Ren. If you have, if you have to break with the past, kill it. If you have to, um, talking about people who are just like, Oh great. We're still not getting the original movies. Um, Trekkies have been divided for a long time. You talk to a Trekkie, they're, they may like everything. They may like the original series. They may be into TNG, DS9, or a lot of them, some of them, just the books. There's lots of different types of Trekkies out there. And they're okay with it. They're, if you talk to a Trekkie, they're like, I'm into this, I'm into that. And they'll talk about what's similar, but for the most part, they're okay with it. Um, the problem with the Star Wars original trilogy, though, trilogy though, is is those people who are fans of that don't have a home. It's almost like they're ghosts that are just they're just coasting through the rest of the Star Wars universe, and they have no place to latch onto. They can't just go buy the original trilogy that they watched as a kid and sit down and watch it, and that's that's their part of the Star Wars universe. And I think they need that. They need that home. Um, so I really think it's a, it's. We need the original Star Wars trilogy more than anything right now because we need to give those original people, those people who just just like those the, the original series, we need to give them that home. But we need to divide this fandom up. It's time for the the Star Wars fandom to be split officially. Um, I love Transformers. I always have. I mean, I never kept any of my Star Wars toys. I've kept almost all my Transformers stuff. I've got tons of Transformers <laughs> stuff behind me. But I like the G1 stuff. I never liked the Japanese stuff or the anime stuff or anything like that. And I've tried liking the Bayformer movies, and I just don't. And I had a conversation with a woman earlier this year, and she, she saw that I had the Decepticon symbol on my car. 
and she said, oh, you like Transformers? I said, yeah. She said, well, do you like the new movies? And I said, no, not really. And before I could launch into my tirade about that, she said that she really likes these movies. And she started explaining why. And she told me she likes them because they're just fun movies. You go see stuff blow up, and there's lots of cool special effects and everything else. And the whole time she's talking, I thought to myself, you know, I would honestly rather stand here and listen to this woman talk about something that she likes that I don't than to stand here and talk about something that I don't like that she does and not necessarily try to convince her just because why do I want to spend this time being negative? I would rather, even though I don't agree with her, I would rather hear her talk about something that she likes and is excited for and is energetic about than, than to be negative about it. Um, and so that was kind of a big thing for me this year. Um, and right now it's not okay to be a star Wars fan. If you don't like the original trilogy and it's not okay to be a star Wars fan, if you don't like the prequel or if you do like the prequels, that's not okay to be a star Wars fan and to like the prequels. And if you go and stand in line for one of these movies or at a comic con and there's three people in line and all have, they all have star Wars shirts on. I can almost guarantee you, if someone says they like the prequels, one, someone else is going to turn around next to them and then begin to tell them why they're wrong and for liking the prequels. And if you say that you really enjoyed the Thrawn trilogy, that you thought it was the best Star Wars books that's ever come out, someone's going to turn around and say, well, you know they're not canon anymore. Yeah. We yeah, need to be okay with people liking everything in this universe and be okay with that. Sai, you once told me last year that maybe star Wars isn't for me anymore. And you know what? That's fine. I know you've kind of changed your opinion on that, but I also think that's bullshit. And the thing is, is if you really care about star Wars, if you, if you completely don't care about star Wars anymore, you don't care about watching the old movies anymore. You don't care about the toys. You don't care about collecting anything. You don't care anything about star Wars. Then yeah, star Wars is probably isn't for you anymore, but Star Wars is still for you, though. Star Wars, at least the original trilogy is. And I know some of the games are, and some of the toys even. And we need to stop expecting that, and we've talked about this, we need to stop expecting if Star Wars is not what we want it to be, we just need to let it be what it is. Yeah. And if we don't like that part of the universe, that's okay, too. We should not have a problem saying, I'm a Star Wars fan, so am I. Well, what do you like? I like the original trilogies, and I like the new stuff that's coming out, but I don't really care for the prequels. And if that younger person goes, I just thought the original trilogy was slow, I really like the prequels, and I like some of this stuff, we don't need to sit there and tear each other down. We need to say, okay, this is what I like. Did you like that part as well? We bitched when The Force Awakens came out because it was too much like the original trilogy. We bitched when Rogue One came out because it was just fan service. And that and movie now we're, was fucking garbage. It was the worst movie ever made. I was, I was <laughs> and now we're bitching that The Last Jedi is too different from what we're expecting. And it's because everyone's expecting something different. Your Snoke, your Snoke and Ray theory is wrong. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. Star Wars cannot win at this point. It doesn't matter if the movie comes out and it's just like the original trilogy or it's something new. Someone is not going to be happy. And in the end, it's just a movie. It's, it isn't a very important movie franchise. It has changed a lot of things about the way we live and the way we do things, but it's just a movie. I lost my dad earlier this year. My dad's heart stopped for 10 minutes, and I technically lost my dad. Every nurse 
that came and saw him and doctor that came and saw him afterwards told him he is a miracle. There is no reason he should have walked out of that hospital. And he did. So the idea of spending what time I have on this earth bitching and tearing other people down for something they like, I know I'm going to fall into this trap because I'm not perfect, but I'm not going to do it. Um, we need to be civilized with each other. We need to have conversations. And if we disagree, that's fine. We need, But Star Wars fandom needs to be different things to different people. Let us turn to the fellow Star Wars fans in line with us, discuss that which we have in common bond, and omit any words of hate for, watch, for with what we disagree. It's time to split the fandom into subgenres and be okay with those we are not into. P.S. No one killed Star Wars. Not Disney, not J.J. Abrams, and not George Lucas. If Star Wars is dead to you, then bury it and move on. Quit trying to poison the well for the rest of us. And the final thing I have to say on this is a quote that you brought up earlier, Ray. And it's from, it's probably one of the best quotes in the movie, and it's from Rose. Don't fight what you hate. Save what you love. I really think we have got to split this up and start being okay with liking different parts and not tearing each other down. I love what we did tonight because we're all clearly on different points. I love the movie. There are a few things I didn't care for, but for the most part, I really like the movie. I really, really like the movie. And I know y'all are on different planes of it, but you know what? We never tore each other down. We never degraded each other. We poked fun at each other, but I mean, we're friends. They just laughed at me. That's fine, though. <laughs> I, I really, I really feel bad for how y'all treated Jennifer. That's all I'm saying. Like, first, I don't Thank know why. She, I don't know why she puts asshole. up with y'all. Yeah, I mean, somebody understands. Okay. I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Forget everything I said. Um, like, I can say you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's oh, how it goes we love you um, that is our show for the week ladies and gentlemen we're not even going to do picks or pans because we are running so late I know people have to get to work and everything tomorrow um, we will not be back until after December 30th uh, please 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 go on iTunes give us a 5 star rating check us out on uh, Google Play and music you can find us at epicallygeeky.com you can check out the show whenever we record it live on YouTube um, just one real quick thing. If you watch this show and actually get all the way to the end on YouTube or anywhere else, if you want to leave your comments, your theories about Star Wars, what you thought about the movie, we love to hear them unless it's going to be hate. And I'll be honest with you. If you're just going to spew hate, I'm going to delete it because I, I have a channel for that. I'm done with it. Cy has a channel for that. That's absolutely right. Um, speaking of Cyrus, where can we find you on the Internet, Cyrus Martin? Video game virus, or just look up Cyrus Martin and follow the trail of of burning bodies, or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> You'll find me. Ray. Where can we find you online? Uh, Epically geeky is probably the best spot. So, <laughs> uh, Jennifer, where can we find you online? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Het's Gonna Be Me. And you can always find my wacky adventure online at Optimus Chain on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We will see you after the new year. New year, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night.
This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 